Well, say something, goddammit. You're on television. You're live to the whole world. Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. And yet another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today is... Ralph. That's right. And today is um, episode number is 126. And we're going to be reviewing three movies that I picked. Uh, it is my week. And um, you know what? It was a bit of slim pickings. I didn't want to really watch. Didn't want to watch anything that new. Didn't <laughs> look appealing. A lot of stuff. So um, I went with weirder picks. And we're going to start. I mean, the first review we're going to do today is uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Which is a comedy currently on VOD. And then we're going to review... Um, Promising Young Woman, which is a movie that was uh, recently nominated for tons of things in this year's Oscars, and it was, uh, I think it won for Best Screenplay. Um, I think that's all it won, though. And then, uh, anyway, we're going to be reviewing that movie, um, kind of a new movie, still hot, so to speak, because it's just on for a while. And then we're going to be reviewing, as part of my marathon, involving toxic things, toxic life, you know? Toxic Goals. We're going to be reviewing Flight by Robert Zemeckis. So those are the three movies. And you can always find this episode and all of our other episodes over at otherpodcast.com. Over there you can find out what the hell we're doing with these marathons. Bob has his own. Luke has his own. I have my own. And they're all different. And uh, in a way personal, for sure. And, um, you know, it's been fun to uh, play along, I hope, for those listening um, so we'll continue on here. Anyway, you can find all the previous marathon choices on there. We're past halfway. We're not the home stretch, but almost there. Um, anyway, check that out at otherpodcast.com. Okay. Now, um, instead of the, you know, how our lives have been, let's talk about the Oscars. We mentioned before, um, we did a whole, sh- our last show was devoted to just like the nominations and what we think of them. Um, and I said that we were going to talk about the ceremony itself and what we think of the winners and whatever. So, Ralph, I'm going to start with you here on this real quick. I know you didn't watch it a lot. You didn't watch it. Well, I saw I saw a copy of the bit, I think. Got it. Yeah, I ended up catching the other bit. Got it. No worries. Um, what did um, what did you think? Uh, well, I thought it was weird that they had the... Uh, how they had the setup, I guess. It, it also felt like um, this time they didn't have, or that felt it was, uh, this time they didn't have an actual host, am I correct? They had the DJ. And, uh, right. Yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I guess, it just looked, it just looked kind of like, uh, I don't know, it looked like, uh, like everybody had their own table. It was smart of them to do that, but like right. it also feels like you're alienating a lot of people. You know, I guess it like, because you know, you can't have that many tables everywhere mm-hmm. uh, for everybody, so like it felt like it was alienating it. And I guess they had like other places, like theaters set up for them, right? For other people. It was kind of weird. Yeah, they kind of did. I would yeah. say they did better than the last like few other ceremonies like the um, Golden Globes and shit. Sure, I don't watch any of those for sure. No, I didn't watch them either, but I heard stories about how they did it. Yeah. And how fucked up it was. Or... But besides that, um, 
I didn't really have any. I felt like they gave people time. I never saw anybody being rushed away. Uh, so that was cool. I did see what's her name's uh, performance, uh, Yu Jung Yoon, uh, for Best Supporting Actress. I did oh, see yes. her speech, which yeah. was I thought it was great. Um, yeah, I would say hers was my favorite. Yeah, from um, what I saw, I would say too. You know, um, what did you think of? Okay, so let's go. Okay, I guess I'll say the ceremony thing too. I agree with you on almost everything. I barely cared. I barely remember the ceremony, which is not a good sign, I guess. It's not very memorable. No, no. It's but not in the past, when you have one host or a big production value to it, maybe it's easier to remember that stuff. I would say so, so yes. You know, so maybe there's a lack of something because of COVID or whatever. Yeah. Um, besides that, though, um, I had a real problem watching this fucking thing. I missed the opening. Yeah, I remember you had an issue. Um, yeah, it's no... Uh, I don't have, like, many... <laughs> like many people out there nowadays, I don't have TV. I don't have an antenna. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have those, um, the basic four channels or whatever. Whatever is normal out there, I don't have it. Right. I've never had regular cable. Right. Um, none of that stuff even. Not basic cable either. I stream. I just stream. Between, between yeah. 10 people, mainly you, Rolf, and then Lexi and myself, like us three, uh, we, do, we carry the heavy streaming options and then a few people maybe in there yeah. um where like we just watch everything through there and why do i need to ever stream i mean watch something live or whatever so and that was a big problem because i had to get like youtube tv about thank you again let me borrow yours yep. um and i had to get that and i had to have cbs access i'm like i'm not gonna pay like what is going on and i can't it was just so complicated and then we were trying to watch it originally and i had a friend with me and uh, we were trying to watch it on uh, YouTube. Maybe someone was streaming it. And they were. But it was some of them, all of them were fake or whatever or not really real. And then one of them we found that was real was from, I think, Spain. And it was a bunch of people from Spain or different countries, and but Spanish-speaking countries. Oh, no. And they were all, like, commenting on the live thing while they were showing it. So uh, it was a real show, right, but right. they were all commenting over it in Spanish. And... Um, and my friend did not speak Spanish, so it was really kind of funny, but also not very productive. So um, thank you again, Ruff. You helped me out. No, of course. Yeah. Besides sure. that, let's get into some of the wins and, and losers. How did you feel about the, the how it turned out? You know, I mean, like I didn't, I didn't get to watch most of the movies anyway. So oh, well, I mean, I assume you maybe by now you would have looked up the winners and stuff. Did you? I can go first if you want. Yeah, no, I did. I did. Okay, good. Um, what What are we trying to look at though? Oh, just what do you think? Like, oh man, like. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I'm glad Shot of the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, didn't win, you know? Yeah, no, that was uh, it for sure. Right, no, I, I knew that. I was just messing. Um, I was actually surprised about Nomadland, because, like, that for me, it was, I, it was one of the few movies I saw, and I was just like, that's alright. Like, you know? Right, like, actually, my friend, um, uh, hated that movie. He does not understand why people like it. I'm like, you won't understand it. You just will not, it's not for you at all. And you just yeah. won't get that it wasn't for him. Like, you will never understand this movie. That's, I that's would never fine. have let you. See I've, I've I've seen movies like that where I did it wasn't for me, and that's plain. Right. That's fine, and I'm and I can live with that. I can and I can say that I didn't like it, and I can say that I right. like certain aspects of it or whatever the case was. But right. yeah, that it is hard. Well, you know, maybe maybe he's just not that kind of like person. That well, is the thing is that yeah, there's like certain levels of understanding something. I think, and uh, it's not like a film critic. Not that we are professional either, but we are. I would think that we're way more better at film criticism than he is. And um, I would agree. I would agree anyway. Anyway, and um, there's like levels of it. For example, like I was technically with him on Nomadland. 
like I like the movie. I understood the movie. Yeah. I get why it's A nominated. I get why A and B are people loving this movie. Usually critics loving this movie. It's not like yeah. your average Joe is going to fucking watch it. Obviously not. It's not Fast and Furious. So right. like, um, I, I like it's one of those things where I get why it's good, but it, I didn't fe- I didn't get any emotional connection to it. So I didn't, I also didn't get the movie technically. It didn't win me over the way yeah. it won all these people over. Right. So, but I can still uh, understand it, it, why it, it's big. He didn't even get there. You know what I mean? No, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I didn't, I didn't understand yeah. a lot of the things. Also, I guess this is, um, I don't know. I guess it feels very, uh, American too. Like, it feels like this is like unique to America. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, right. It's my go-to American-only movie. You know, it is. Yeah, that's true. It just feels like a very American um, thing. So I, I guess I can see why it won for that reason. Mm-hmm. It's like captures that part of America that no one, that we all know is there, but no one actually admits to it. You know, and they bring up the movie. They bring that up in the movie quite often. Um, yeah. And uh, but I don't know. Like I just, I also didn't <laughs> just didn't connect with me. So. I don't know. Um, right, but right. I, like I said, I do get it, though. I mean, I, I just didn't connect. <laughs> like, I right. Know. I mean, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see the hype that's so much hype for over it. Like, I didn't see the, yeah. I don't know. I mean, because it won a lot I mean, of things. Yeah, it, it, it won the most. It won the most. And um, I would say that I really, I, I even get, like, the Francis McDormand's character, like, the whole solitude thing. I even get that more than most people around me, actually. And I still didn't get. I still didn't feel that connection to the movie. Still, you know. Which, so, like, if you think uh, it's <laughs> weird, because like uh, you have um, you have Minari, who is uh, is a very American movie. Also, I would say. Well, I it's mean, like it's I, like foreigners in America, right? Well, that's still an American movie. But yeah, I know. I know. Everybody's a foreigner. I know what you make yeah. Hollywood movie. I mean. Yeah, uh, we, we thought Mank might win something. I thought Mank would win some too. Trial of Chicago Seven, very American, very topical too. Um, Mm-hmm. A lot of these movies are very much so. Uh, Sound of Metal is not as you know, not just. I mean, we really thought Sound of Metal was going to win a lot. And I thought so too. I won mean, very little, very little. Yeah. So let's yeah. go. Uh, I mean, so my biggest problem with the with the with what they went for, what the winners is that uh-huh. they seem to have they kind of played it safe. Oh, dude, they played it the safest. I the think safest. Francis McDormand again. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. She's really good, but there were other really good ones too in that category. Yeah, let's let's up the top. Where, like Jesus Christ, no matter for best picture, after seeing it win for best director and all that stuff, which again, Chloe Zhao, young ass fucking director, her second movie or something, third movie, like that's amazing. That's pretty cool. And I don't, I don't feel bad about that pick, even though it wasn't my pick. I don't feel bad about directing, but like. You know, Francis McDormand. I mean, there were other really good like front runners there, man. That need to that would have been way better. I think that they um, way better. I will say though, yeah, um, yeah, not to like pit women against each other <laughs> well, or no. anything like that. I'm but, saying that. <laughs> um, in the directing aspect, uh, I've only seen three of the movies, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I, I do think uh, Nomadland. I don't know. No Man Land and Make were very much uh, on par. Pro- promising young woman. Well, yeah, on par, but to a certain extent, I think David Fincher kind of has his style also. Oh yeah, sure. that I just that I just like. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the guy um, weak style. He's all style. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I don't know, but promising young woman. I think probably was one of the weaker ones here. I'd say. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. Um, and also, the other safe one was Anthony Hopkins. You know, I, for a movie that most people have not seen, even more than Nomadland or less seen than Nomadland. Um, and uh, I, I saw, like, I didn't see the movie. I'm not going to say that because I didn't finish it. I saw half of it. And not because it was bad. Like, life happened and I just didn't go back to it. I want to go back to it. It was interesting what I saw. Right. He is really good because he's Anthony Hopkins. He's good, like, you know, eating a meal. You know, like, he, uh, you know, he's really good at everything, uh, acting-wise and looking at him. But, like, you know, that was also kind of crazy. Like, Anthony Hopkins? Really? I mean... <laughs> yeah. It was weird. Cause I, I also kind of, like, think they gave it to him because I'm like, was he going to act again? Right, <laughs> right. That's not the well. That's not the way to do it. But yeah, no, right. I don't you're think right. it is the way to do it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he did a great job. He's a great actor. Right. I didn't see the movie, so I can't say. It was disappointing to see Soul win. I mean, Pixar win again. It was disappointing for me because I think it was very strong for other animated companies. Oh, it was animated. a very strong year for them. Uh, hold on, give me one second. Let me look at animated animated um, feature film. Well, it was like Wolf Walkers, for example. It was so yeah, uh, Wolf Walkers. And over the moon were, I think they were really good contenders. Um, yeah, they were. I saw Wolfwalkers. I did, yeah. Nice. Actually, Leo, um, did I not put that in the movies? I should. I don't remember. Um, I could have sworn I did, and if I didn't, that sucks. Um, uh, yeah, that that's a really good movie, um, and Leo liked it. He watches it. Actually, he puts it on every so often, so just to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a really cool movie. Yeah. So that was disappointing for me, but my my favorite personal win was that My Octopus Teacher won for Best Documentary. <laughs> it's so random. When it won, I was like, of course, the one movie that I made fun of is the one I'm not watching. Yeah, right, bitch. <laughs> Shut up. It was just and, like a random, it was a random Snapchat from you at like three in the morning. Yes, I'm waking it was up so to go good. To work. I was so I'm, emotionally I'm waking. I'm movie. waking up to go to work and I'm like, what is yeah. Oscar sending me? It's literally said like five minutes ago. I was like, what is he sending me? It's unreal. And yeah. I'm like, what am I watching? You're like octopus teacher. I was like, is he like joking around? I don't, I don't, I'm not understanding him. And he's like, it's yeah. a movie. And I was, like, movie. Oh. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you make it sound like I sounded like that. Like, no, well, I was, in- I mean, that's how I read it. Cause that's how I woke right. up to it. Uh, it was just like yeah. really weird. And then I was like, oh shit. What is that octopus teacher? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, like it's talking like, like Dario over here. Well, you're you're talking like if you're like you're like hyper focused, like eating popcorn. Like nope, it's just this. Yep, I can't I can't give you much attention besides one word response. Right. You know? Okay. Uh, well, I was really happy. Well, apparently, I nailed it with documentaries because the one short documentary we saw, uh, which was uh, what was it called? Um, uh, uh, Colette. Colette won for won for yeah. Which uh, I mean, quite granted, I haven't seen the rest, but I'm, I'm, that also feels like they're playing it safe. But World War Two. Come on, oh, can we That's, get, come on, come on. I, I agree. <laughs> right, come <laughs> on. Like, uh, how many more commands do you need? Like Peter Griffin, come on. Um, right. Daniel Kaluuya, though, that was cool, winning for So, I'm, I'm looking at that right now, right? And Daniel yeah. Kaluuya is, uh, is a good win for Daniel Kaluuya. I like him. I love him as an actor, to be honest with you. Right. Uh, I think he does a great job. Uh, I don't know. I like Sasha Baron Cohen a lot, to be honest with you, also. Oh, right, you guys did perfect fans of that. Okay. Um. Uh, I know Luke was like you know choosing all over it because he he couldn't tell it was him even though I noticed him like the second time I saw him. Anyways, um, and uh, I didn't I knew they weren't going to give it to Paul Racy, but the fact that he got a nomination was good for him. So. Right. Uh, and I didn't I didn't see the movie The Judas and the Black Messiah, so I can't tell you how they both did. But I'm assuming both Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya did a great job. And I'm assuming I think Daniel Kaluuya is more like the main actor in the movie. No, uh, it was it's Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. So maybe that's why he wanted them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either, but I, I did like Daniel Kaluuya better uh, yeah. because there's that. 
there's a real struggle there between the person that's but, deceiving but, uh-huh. and the one that's being very honest and justice, you know. Oh, okay. And it's uh, very cool. And uh, Daniel Kaluuya, just, you're instantly on his side more than... <laughs> no way. I hear um, you. And, and also, one of the very few shorts we did see for best animated short also won. If anything happens, I love you. The really sad one I showed you. Guys. Right? Yeah. I so that was awesome. Like I'm nailing hey, this short stuff. You bro. are nailing this short. Yeah, you really were. <laughs> I really uh, was. Yeah. You know what's funny is that I think Daniel Kaluuya. I noticed him in one of those episodes of. Uh, I don't uh, want Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah. And then ever since that, he's just like been random. Random things that I notice in him, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, he, I, I really, I really like how he can play so many different types of people. He can play bad guy or really good guy. And, yeah, I know, that's and everything really in between so far, uh-huh, and right? everything in between, exactly. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, he's done a really good job. Uh, but so, yeah, but that that other movie that you said, uh, that that depressing ass movie that you made me watch. If anything happens, I love you. <laughs> about the parents dealing with their dead daughter. Yes, fuck that, dude. I mean. I actually, you know what? I actually wanted to send that to a friend of mine, and I really should. But anyways. Oh uh, wow! Oh, I, well, we have so many follow-ups, so I'll wait for that later uh, yeah. offline. Um, here's another one that's fun. Um, so, so I mean, you know, Sound of Metal did win some stuff. It won for best sound. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, I did. That was like. Uh, so I actually, I, yeah, I. That was that was. It was editing, which one. I agree with. It's really good editing. I would agree. I think it does a great job. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then, um, uh, yeah, I can't wait to actually finish The Father to see why it's uh, one for a screenplay on top of Anthony Hopkins, of course. So yeah. I'm really curious about that, but I really like that Promising Young Woman one for Best Original Screenplay. Yeah. Um, I'm super, super happy about that one. Right. Because I, th- I do think it's the performance and the writing are my favorite things about it. So I'm, I'm on lockstep there. The, the writing is, is pretty good, and it feels very, very relaxed and formal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's hard to do that. I hate to say it, but it, I mean, obviously, it depends on the actors as well. But it doesn't, you know, like you can tell when, what's his name, uh, Sorkin writes something and you're like, all right, bro, that's like living in the best possible scenario of anything you ever want to live in. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, yeah. of, to, uh, of everyone winning, you know, right of the thesaurus the week before. All right, cool. But like uh, in this one, it just felt like, it just felt very grounded. So yeah. I, I, I do agree with the writing. I was really good writing on it. So, um, I mean, that's basically all I think I have on the stuff. Uh, an international movie one for um, the obvious one, um, the drinking movie, what's it called? Fuck, I already lost the page. That's helpful. Um, another Round, um, which I really liked. I didn't also. Um, did I talk about it, or did I just talk about it amongst the Oscar talk? I think you might have talked about it amongst the Oscar talk. Okay, because I almost want to put it in the recent discoveries. But no, it's fine. I think I talked about it enough. I don't want to repeat myself. But yeah, it's very good. Very, very good. Um, everyone watch it. I, I'm not surprised it won. It's oh, also, really great uh, directing. Jesus. Didn't so. Uh, who was who was up for? There was what I wanted to mention it because I, I could have sworn I saw it, and I don't know if it was cinematography or if it was uh, something else. But they were up. I think it's cinematography. They were. He was up for it for two movies. Oh no uh, no! It was uh, the score. It was score. Okay. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. That's right. They, they did win. They won for Soul, but they didn't win for whatever other movie it was. Right. That's what it was. I'm sorry. Right. I remember. I was like, "Wait, did they say his name twice?" And I was like, "No, they didn't." <laughs> I mean, they did. I mean, but it was. And I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, they just, they just, oh, okay, they didn't want right. to make it where they wanted Soul to. Oh, okay, cool. You know, that like, happens every once in a while. Like Soderbergh was nominated for Traffic and Aaron Brockovich at the same time. 
Yeah. And he won for traffic. Right. No, I, no, I, I know it does. It's just I always I always find it funny. Like, well, no, it is, but it's funny when you see it. You're like, obviously, the guy's that good. Like that, he's getting nominated twice. I instantly go overachiever. <laughs> I mean, what would be, be sadder is that if he didn't win at all. And you're like, bro, you had two chances and you didn't win. Oh, that's also happened. Fair, but also I, I think I, uh, it. I think Peter Sellers was nominated for two different performances and he still didn't fucking win back in uh, the '60s or something. Yeah. I think so. Don't double check my math on that one, guys. Um, yeah. Anyway, pretty good. We, that's enough, I think, on this. Um, I, I think about so, song or whatever. So, um, anyway, those are our talk for that. Let's get into some recent discoveries, sure. which is pretty self-explanatory. So, Rock, why don't you start us off? What did you see last? I've seen, I saw Disney's latest uh, movie, Raya and the Last Dragon. Mm. Um, this is, uh, I'll give the credit description. In a realm known as uh, Kumandra, a reimagined Earth inhabited by an ancient civilization, a warrior named Raya is determined to find the last dragon. Uh, cool story, overall. The uh, uh, animation's on point. Uh, this is starring, uh, obviously all voices because it's animated, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, Aquafina, uh, Jonathan Chan, Isaac Wang, mm-hmm. Daniel Day Kim, uh, Benedict Wong, Benedict Wong, I think he's like one of those, um, very, uh, what's it called? Uh, Isn't that Dr. Strange's, like, second dude? It is, yeah, so you do actually know who he is, like, right away. Yeah. Uh, Sandra O oh is in it, um, so, like, bigger name, you know, um, Asian or Asian American. Sandra has been doing some good voiceover lately. She has. Uh, so overall, um, the movie was fun. I mean, uh, I, story was cool. Uh, animation was on point. <sighs> I, I mean, I do have some little issues overall. It does kind of, uh, but I mean, it, it's a fun watch. Uh, a good in a, in a typical in a typical thing. I don't. I wouldn't pay twenty dollars to watch it though. Oh, right, right. That's definitely another thing. Yeah. Um, I would just read. Um, or watch it in theaters. But in a in a typical fashion of Leo not wanting to see new things, he did not want to watch this movie. But then I put it on, then he wants to rewatch it right away. Right. So, like, right. You know, it does. Um, I still haven't seen it. I want to see it for sure. Just there's more it. action, and uh, Aquafina's voice kind of annoying for the first time for me. Really? Uh, yeah, and I just think because uh, she ram- they like let her ramble, but it's done almost on purpose just to let her ramble. But I got- I think it's only annoying because I've seen the movie like three times now. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, not like actually, not like actually seen factor. the movie three yeah. times, but like seen the movie. You know, like, yeah, I know. Yeah. But overall, uh, cool movie, cool story, uh, and uh, I a little a little underwhelming with the dragons, but overall, it was okay. Is this like uh, Pixar's, um, or is it Disney or Pixar? I think this is Disney. Uh, I want to okay. say this is Disney. Because usually, sometimes, you know, Pixar comes up with two movies a year. It, it, and, is, not, and it is not Pixar. This is Disney's. One of them is usually um, noticeably lesser than the other. Um, anyway. Right. But, okay. Scratch my initial thought. That's why I had The Last Dragon. Check it out if you want to pay the money for it on uh, Disney+. Plus. Right. And the last movie you or saw. Or you can see the theaters. So still theaters. Oh, that's right. That's right. Theaters are right. The yeah, and then the last movie I saw is uh, I'll say the full title so you don't have to. Thank it's uh, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. <clears throat> um, an elite Navy SEAL goes on a path to avenge his wife's murder, only to find himself inside a larger conspiracy. Um, starring ja Michael B. Jordan, uh, Jody Turner Smith, who plays his wife. I won't be surprised if he didn't have a, la- a middle name and they added it because it was obviously uh, too similar to Michael Jordan. 
Could be, could be. Uh, JB Bells in this, Guy Pierce, um, Lauren London, or Guy Lauren. Pierce. Aaron? That's another Aaron? great actor that can play bad guy and good guy anytime. Who? Guy Pierce? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he does a great job of this. So, um, what's it called? I do agree with you. Also, uh, I always like to mention him, uh, Bert, Brett Gelman. Uh, Brett Gelman's in it. I, I, I've always liked his face because it's like. He looks like you want to laugh at him all the time. Punchable? Is it punchable? He, it does look punchable. Yes, I would say so. But you look like you want to punch him. Like you, well, who he does just, he play in the movie? I don't know. He plays the what's it called? The, the CIA agent at the end that they meet up in Russia. Uh, oh yeah! Oh oh fuck! He's from Fleabag. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. he's a sh- yeah. He's also from uh, Stranger Things. He has a he's a he plays a very good asshole. He's yeah, that an amazing asshole. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's really cheat that. on you and never apologize for it. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's the like, kind of guy. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, motherfucker. Yeah. So, the, anyways, this movie um, is all right. I've seen better movies. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, uh, it's is all right. Like, I just I, I had I had fun watching some of the stuff, and other things were just like, oh, okay. I was just like, I, and not that I'm saying you want to reinvent the wheel here. I'm not asking you to, um, but I am asking you to at least like make me want to like a character. Well, actually, and it was, yes, I just, I just, I just, I just felt it was kind of hard to like him. Um, I, I overall like that he could execute everything he did, and that he is a total, total badass. Um, I just felt like the moments that were there to in the movie to attract us to him just weren't 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 strong enough, and just didn't do it for me. I guess yeah. overall. Um, and then his, the reason he's doing it, I just, I mean, I get it, but I, I didn't feel super sold on it as much either. What's that guy um, with the, he was famous for doing revenge movies because his wife and daughter gets killed. Oh, uh, oh dude. Bronson, right? What's the name? Yeah. Yeah. It's Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. It's like that. It's like a classic Charles Bronson. <laughs> it is very much so. Yeah. Which is like 40 years old now. <laughs> right. Those yeah. movies are 40 years old. No, they're older than that. I think. Well, not the first, like maybe, but like, yeah. In the heyday, I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, other than that though, like, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's an action movie, so it's, it's action stuff one. So I saw it too, and uh, obviously Amazon Prime is boasting it, boasting that it's the number one streaming movie in America. Um, I'm sure it is, and I can see why. It's pretty fucking toothless. Um, <laughs> I mean, it really, it really pulls its punches for a movie that's supposed to be. I don't know. Don't you think so? Is it, yeah, is, it the, is, it the, is it the branding of Tom Clancy that should be like PG or something? No, no, because it's not. It's a rated R movie. So, like, it's it's weird because... No, not PG, I, like, for real. I mean, like, like they're pulling back their shit. Like, why aren't they, like... No, I just don't, I just think they did it. Well, I don't know if it's a Tom Clancy thing or not. I don't... Mm-hmm. I, I, because I feel like the shows don't do that. I, I don't know, so I don't I don't I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it either. It's something about this movie. Oh my god, and I really dislike the ending. <sighs> I really dislike the ending. Like, why didn't you just leave him in the car? That's very. I'm being very vague there. But why don't you just leave him in the car? Why yep. you do this whole thing? Like at the end, I don't need that. The guy, whatever, man. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, some cool thing I would say that the the best the they blew their action load, so to speak, with uh-huh. a certain plane crash. Yeah. And um, I, was I thought that that was just okay, though. Even compared to other plane crashes, like in movies, like it's not um, <laughs> like like one of my favorite scenes in recent memories involving a plane or in any way a plane or crashing or whatever is the Mummy with Tom Cruise, and that movie sucked. But that plane crash scene was a fucking amazing because they I were like being awesome about it. They were like doing creative shit. They were like showing it awesome. And this movie doesn't do any of that, and that sucks. Yeah. Um, I, I do 
I do appreciate the uh, the what's it called use of uh, what's that movie that we both like a lot uh, with the French actor John Reno the Hitman and the Hitman John Reno is that him? Uh, yeah, the, I do appreciate the professional, like the the nod to the professional that they do. Um, Should they do that? Yeah, but yeah, how he gets out. Oh, okay, right. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, anybody that does it is automatically they just go, yeah, that's a professional move, bro. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so yeah, other than that, um, yeah, I just I, I agree. They were pulling their punches for some reason. I don't know why. Right. Um. Yeah, so I had problems with it too, and uh, it was a fine, normal movie, whatever. Yeah, it was a movie of the week. It felt like a movie of the week to me. Yeah, I would have hated to pick it as a as a like right. We reviewed it. Although I, I, I would have a lot more to bash on it, I would be in no one hundred percent me too. Yeah, because I have a problem with the whole the whole CIA thing. And uh, like, why are they doing? Let's not even get into it. Let's not even get into it. Yeah. Right, right. But I agree. I I, I agree with you. Everything you're saying. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so sorry, Tom Clancy. This was a clunker. Um, yeah. I know Tom, is he dead now? I don't know. What the no, fuck? he's been dead, yeah. I think he passed he's away like 10 years, years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's why I figured, like, I don't think he's writing it. Is. <laughs> no, he hasn't written in a while. Um, next up, so uh, that so we both saw that, and now on to me. I saw a movie called uh, Boss Level, which I think we saw the opening of, right, Rob, with you? Did I? I don't know. Yeah, I put it on when we did the murder mystery box. I put some of it on, and I told you to stop it because I'm like, this is actually kind of interesting, and it's distracting me. Oh, so yeah, I. You know what? I started watching it again without Uh you, Uh and I got like ten minutes in, and then I knocked out hardcore. Oh, and I was like, (laughs) so you saw the same ten minutes, (laughs) right? Yeah. Anyways, continue. So if you finish it, you're gonna be seeing that beginning like the third time. It's almost like the actual movie itself, which is oh my god, description. Right, a right. retired special forces officer is trapped in a never-ending time loop on a on the day of his death. Yeah, that's right. This is a Groundhog Day uh, spinoff, ripoff, whatever you want to call it, homage. Um, we saw last year's Palm Springs. We, we love that movie, and there's others that have been good, like Happy Death Day and shit, and episodes of the X Files, for example, has had this. Supernatural has done this. A lot of this shit has been done. Uh, another really good one is Russian Doll. Amazing, I would say, is my favorite of this kind. But there's been a lot in recent memory as far as Groundhog Day scenarios where you live the same day over and over again for XYZ reasons. This is an action movie version of it. And that's pretty cool. And that's been done before, though, in a really good movie called Live, Die, Repeat. It's been done before. But this one's done a little differently, and it's definitely more in this in the zone of, like, um, like fun action instead of, like, intense action. It's yeah. not trying to be super serious. It's trying to be fun with it. It's no, it, it, what, like the opening of it tells you it wants. It tells you a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know a lot of the tone. Yeah. And this movie stars uh, Frank Grillo, who is awesome. I love that guy. Uh, it stars also Naomi Watts, Michelle Yao, Yo, Yo. Did I fuck that up? I'm sorry. Uh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is really weird in this movie. Pretty awesome actually. Uh, Will Sasso, <laughs> which I never would taking seriously. Um, and Ken Ken Jeong from Community. Uh, and other people too, and it's directed by Joe Carnahan, and that's really the reason I wanted to see it. This is the guy who did uh, Smoking Aces, The A Team, not good uh, movies, but he did Narc and The Gray, which are sense. one of my favorite movies for sure. So, yeah, it does make sense then. So right, uh, and this one, I would say, this one comes in between, like his worst stuff and his best stuff. It's definitely not anywhere near the Gray level, but like it's nowhere near his shitty or like the A Team or. Which I don't agree. I mean, 
it's just the way I feel about that movie. But um, Boss Level is a fun ride. That's all it's meant to be. It's a roller coaster ride. You're not supposed to like have fucking insane thoughts about it. Like it's a fun ride. It ends uh, uh, pretty good. I like Naomi Watts in it. Um, I like the whole thing with the kid. I like the end, never-ending days. I like how much time technically passes. It's both a combination of Groundhog Day and like a video game. It's um, it's like when you die and you respawn at the same day. It kind of feels that way. It doesn't feel like like the way um, Bill Murray had to feel in him in the movie in his own movie, right? So um, it feels more video gaming in that sense. And you, there is a boss level. I mean, the title of it should say a lot right there. This is almost like a video game movie adaptation based on no real video game. So, <clears throat> uh, so take that for for what you will. And I really liked it. And it was bonkers. It's a little nutty. It doesn't all really hold. Doesn't make sense one hundred percent, of course, but like enough to have fun. And that's what you all took it as. And definitely, it's not gonna make a contending, you know, top ten. But like, it was fun. And I, I recommend it for everyone. You know, this is like what re- what what without remorse wanted to be. And this one's actually fun. And so, right. just watch this one instead. And it's on Hulu, so everyone could watch it, I guess, if you have Hulu. Who has Hulu? Yeah, everyone has Hulu. Is there a, is there a free version of Hulu or not anymore? I, I thought there was. Maybe they interrupt with more commercials on this case. I don't know. But it's on there. Uh, I use Lexi's Hulu, so I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. So that's boss level on there. Check it out. And uh, last movie here that's really right. good. Sell me on this because I have two days left to watch this on my on my Apple TV. Did you really? I rented it. Yeah. I also rented it. Of course, it's a dollar. Why wouldn't you? Right. I, but you know what, though? Uh, you're gonna hate this. You're not. You're not recommending it to watch. No. No, I am actually. Okay. Uh, but it's on Netflix. <laughs> oh, is it? Is yes, it, it is. Well, it I'm is still gonna Netflix. watch it on my Apple TV. I'm just saying, it's also on Netflix, so you yeah. have more than two days, which makes you, which makes, which makes me think that you'll never watch it. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, you should probably should have told me that. I know that's why I said that. I'm unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, here's I, a this description here: Two New Orleans. Uh, I say it that way. Yeah, New Orleans. Paramedics' lives are ripped apart after they encounter a series of horrific deaths linked to a designer drug with bizarre otherworldly effects. That's right. Supernatural drugs, people. Supernatural. And this movie stars uh, two really good actors that I really like, Anthony Mackie and uh, Jamie Dorn. Dornan. I almost said Dorman. Uh, <laughs> Dornan, who we're about to talk about in Barb and Star, go to Cristal de Mara, because he's in, he's in that movie, too. Yep. Um, it also stars uh, Katie Azelton and Haley Yonatis. Nailed it. Um, and this is a <laughs> and this is a movie um, uh, made by uh, written and directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. And the only reason I mention them is because they did some awesome movies. They did a movie called Spring, which is on Shutter right now. Pretty badass movie. Uh, they did a movie called Resolution, which is like their first movie. A pretty good horror movie idea. And my favorite. Uh, which I've talked about on this show, is called The Endless. Uh, the Endless, check it out, everyone. It's a really good sci-fi horror idea and concept. They're, they're doing the Moon Knight TV series. The what? Moon Knight? The, the superhero? Moon Knight? I don't know who that is. That's okay. They're doing the uh, TV series. What, uh, is it DC or Marvel or something else? Yes. <laughs> Fucking answer the question. But no, nothing? Okay. Um, I guess I'll look it up. Anyway, Synchronic is um, it's another one of these movies. But I should say that I did enjoy it. And then when I found out, I, just, I didn't know it was them. I just saw it because it, like, it looked kind of cool. And it was a dollar. It was a dollar rental. Um, 
And then I found out, like, halfway through, I'm like, this is a pretty badass concept. And then I looked up the name, like, oh, of course. The Endless Guys did this. Anyway, pretty cool concept. I really like this movie. I, I, I do recommend it. I don't, like, super highly recommend it. it I, for me, The Endless and Resolution are my more of my favorite, more of my speed as to their, you know, their their strengths as, as director writers. Yeah. But, like, man, this is this is a cool thing. And it kind of really kind of explains, or not explains, what I should say, the movie does a good job at uh, making you feel the power of this thing that happens. So essentially, essentially, and it takes about 20 to 30 minutes because I didn't know. I thought this was like a regular movie. I didn't know it was supernatural at all until it came in. So oh, okay. take that for what you will, you know, and because uh, the drug itself is called synchronic. So I don't know. It can mean anything. Yeah. Um, and apparently this drug uh, activates like the pineal gland or some, some gland in your brain that affects mainly teenagers where it isn't fully formed. Oh, yeah. So without the fully formed gland and you take this drug that accentuates it, it somehow creates this supernatural paradox where time is literally felt uh, all of time in that moment. In that present moment when you're taking it and it's taking effect, time not stops necessarily, but all of time exists. And suddenly you are transported not really transported because you're in the same spot, but in the huh. same spot you're transported to a different time. Oh, and and there are rules to that. that gets discovered along the way, and that's so much fun in the movie. It becomes like a uh, like a process movie almost, and there is like a whole point to it. It's about one missing person that kind of traveled too far, so to speak. And uh, Anthony Mackie is out there to save him. It's a pretty cool movie, man. I really recommend it. Uh, check yeah. it out on Netflix, Synchronic. And that's all I've seen. That's what we've been watching. Okay, okay. Uh, Moon Knight is uh, Marvel. Oh, sorry. Thank you. That's so hard. It was. Sorry. Was it? Okay. Uh, all right. We're going to take a little break here. When we come back, we're going to review our first movie of the evening, which is going to be Bob and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Mm, so, why not you? What? Missed opportunity <laughs> to talk like they did. I can't talk like they do. I don't have the pants. Stay with <laughs> us. Hey, Barb. Yes, Star. You know what I just love? What? Movie trailers. <gasps> Me too! I like how they're little movies about another movie before a different movie. Sometimes I find myself watching a trailer for a movie while I'm watching a totally different movie. What? Me too! <laughs> Barb! What if we had a movie? What? <laughs> Then we'd have to have a trailer. Oh, yes, listen, I wouldn't want to give anything away, though, about the movie. Me neither, especially our faces. Gosh, I can almost see our trailer now. The story of best friends Barb and Star, who leave their small Midwestern town for the first time to go on vacation in Vista Del Mar. Florida, where they soon find themselves tangled up in adventure, love, and a villain's evil plot to kill everyone in town. Barb and Star, go to Bristol Del Mar. This is a movie directed by Josh Greenbaum, written by Kristen Wiig herself and Annie Mumolo. Mumolo? possibly. Uh-huh. But those are the two actresses that play Barb and Star. I wonder if they wrote for each other's or they wrote their own lines so to speak this movie also stars jamie dornan uh-huh. damon wayans rain doy adrian mccullough uh jordan black who is the crazy bitch i can't find her here uh nope 
Nope, that's not her. Why not Phyllis Smith is in it for a bit? <laughs> Whatever. I can't find it immediately in here. Um, anyway. And uh, I should say that the um, the dude who uh, directed this movie, the um, the Green Bomb guy, he's directed, uh, as you can imagine, some comedies overall. Like Single Parents and The New Girl. He's done episodes of that. He's done also some weird stuff like Deadbeat. The Neighbors, a short game, stuff like that. Not major stuff. So I would say this is maybe his biggest so far movie. Um, anyway, this movie came out. It's on uh, VOD right now. You can watch it and rent it. And uh, this is very much a strange movie. But it's only strange because of the decade we're in. And I'll explain more. But um, since these are my picks, I'm actually going to start first on this one because I had a weird time. Uh, going through this movie, okay. um, the weird time is uh, is that uh, I I overall liked it, and some stuff I loved. Okay. So that's how I feel about it. So like in general, like sense like this is a comedy. So right off the bat, kind of hard to review comedies. We said it before because you know it basically ends up being like, well, my personal opinion of what makes something funny is this, which is always different from the next person, no matter who you're talking to, and also. It's kind of hard to like talk about a scene when the scene itself is probably funnier than what you're describing. So, but that being said, um, I picked the comedy anyway because they we should they should not be reviewed. Also, they could be reviewed too. Um, and this movie, I liked it. Like I liked the I liked all the weird places it went, just because it was weird, and I loved that I, it was like I'm not saying it had the balls to do it because any movie has any balls to do whatever they want, but like this movie kind of. It was like, it was like an ego unchecked. Oh, not even an ego. That sounds kind of bitter. Maybe more like um, imagination run wild kind of thing. And um, and today it feels like that. But I feel like in the nineties, maybe early two thousands, there's a lot of this going on. And I think there's a lot of comedies that were as ridiculous or ridiculous looking as this movie, but maybe not as well written. And I think that's where the some of the some of the scenes or some of the jokes. Right or some of the some of the little performances that happened throughout the movie um, really stood out, and I really fell in love with. It was kind of funny, and it made me made me laugh out loud on it, which is kind of rare, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this movie overall did work for me. I didn't give it anything above three stars though, because I'm not like entirely certain that um, it is my <laughs> kind of movie. It's like it's like it's like a movie that isn't necessarily my kind of movie that kind of won me over. But it's still not my kind of movie. You know? So uh, it's been a weird journey for me watching this movie. And I saw it like four days ago, I want to say. And um, it was, like I said, enjoyable, pleasant for sure. It's a positive review. But I don't understand it. Why so much? And I don't love it either. Like a lot of people have been loving it. Or in general, usually older people or people my age have been loving this movie. Because again, throwback. But like, you know, I'm, in the, I'm on the fence on it. So what did you think, Ralph? I have no idea what you're going to say. You have no idea what I'm going to say. No, I could be either or, or somewhere in between. It's, I mean, it's definitely a, a movie that I would have probably never seen on my own. Um, <laughs> I mean. It's one of those, like, I don't even know what this is about. And probably watching it, the, it's very dry. Um, it's very much just like there's a lot of stuff going on. And there's a lot of things that are probably just going to go over your head. And it's that style of movie. Um, and 
I kind of felt like that at the beginning of the movie, and I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, we're sticking to this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and, uh, but it does have, I 100% agree with you with this, like, it has, like, this familiar movie-ness to it. Like, it has, like, I've seen a movie like this before. I've seen a, something very similar to this aspect, you know? Um, and, I mean, I, I, I think the writing is great. I won't lie to you. A lot of the stuff is like, like they do a lot of callbacks. A lot of st- they're going a mile a minute, but like everything they're saying, um, it's all like referenced later. It's very or, close to a Naked Gun movie. Also. I would, yeah, only just not like super ridiculous, I guess. Right. There's uh, like, yeah, you're right. It's like a tame Naked right. Gun, but like more like a more like a more sophisticated Naked Gun. Yeah, uh, I guess. And then, um, uh. What's what's weird about the movie is that I the first half is uh, a little hard for me to and it's just kind of hard for me to get into and I almost didn't laugh at all. Um, and I knew it was supposed to be a comedy because that's what it is. Uh, whatever I don't care whatever fucking IMDb says. Oh, it does say comedy. Okay, cool. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what it's going to say. Um, and I just yeah, but oh, but towards the end, towards like the second half. Um, it's just like having like it felt very Austin Powery also like Austin Powerish yes um, good and like uh, like that that got to me more I, I I would say so and I just I something clicked when I was watching it like the second half um, I did too watch it in two times two parts should I say uh, I I had to stop watching it and then I had to finish it um. And I don't know I don't know if my mood changed or something but then like the movie just kind of like. I, I found myself, like, not laughing out loud, but I did find myself smiling watching the movie. I was like, oh, that's good. Like, you know, like, I caught myself in those moments, like, okay, that was actually funny, you know? Like, and be saying, like, okay, that was actually funny. Uh, and stuff like that, where it's, uh, it's not, like, me bashing on the movie at all. It's actually me going, like, that was a sophisticated joke. That's a, you know? Uh, and kind of, like, giving props to the movie. Uh, and overall, like, I still had... I don't know. Something attracted me to the movie to where I, I did. I was drawn to it. It was really, really weird, um, and I didn't know how to explain to it. But overall, I'm very much in agreement with you with the rating. I, I, I can't give this over three stars. Um, it's, it's a. It was funny in certain aspects of it, and overall, like I had fun watching the movie. Um, but I can't tell you why. To be honest with you, it's right. like a super weird style that I would never, ever seek in my life to watch. <laughs> like I'm never, I'm not going out of my way to see this. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though I technically did go out of my way to see this, I I'm not like yeah. actively seeking this movie. Right. So, I wonder what the audience for this it must not be big, but I don't know um, because there are a lot of stars in this movie. Particularly, of course, um, what's that actress from SNL? I, I I do feel though, if you think about it, it does feel like Wig. Kristen Wiig in her mid forties thinking about what her family or her whatever were in her, their mid 40s and right. her making fun of them yeah yeah no totally that's what i'm saying it feels <laughs> yeah. like a 90s movie it does feel like an early yeah early like yeah or, a 90s or like movie, or like say. a very good version of an adam sandler movie because i typically hate them um <laughs> and i don't hate this movie at all so yeah. like i know it's already better than most of his movies not all of them guys but you know most of them um just saying netflix loves them so yeah they they do <laughs> I can't get away from that guy. Um, uh, I guess we're in a similar boat, just slightly slight differences. You know, I, I, 
in this movie, it's just, I, I do appreciate so much of his balls in general. Not balls, because it's not, like I said, where it feels like a nice throwback. But, like, it really goes places. They they make a joke. They will go all out. They will bring out that crab that sounds like Morgan Freeman. Like, they'll, they'll do all that. They will go all out on it. They, um, And along the way, here's where it's written well. Along the way, you realize it's just a really good, like, character thing on these two women. On Barb and Star, and they really do show a lot about these two characters. Like yeah. the Barb and Star is in the title of the movie, but it really justifies why they're in the title of their movie. Like it's their movie, and it is like not a hundred percent them because they're just cutaways to the villain and whatever. But like um, it is like ninety percent them, and not only do they carry the movie, but the movie is a character thing about them, and you do. By the end of the movie, you know a lot about them both. You know who's good at sex. You know who wants to snorkel. You know who, what their passions are. You know what their favorite type of name is. Like, you know a lot about them in a way that you only know your best friends. And that's a magic in the movie that I don't really get. I, I rarely get. I mean, um, and that's something to say. That's something to boast. And it makes me want to say, like, is this movie better than I think it is? I don't know. Um, I'll leave it at three stars because I don't know yet. But, like. That's how this movie makes you know all that stuff. Yeah. And you're just in it. I agree. Like, you know, and you, you like the movie ends and you're like, you, you really know these two characters. You know what they're capable of. You know what they'll never do. You know how far they'll ever go. You know what kind of laws they don't give a shit about and which ones they do. Like, you know a lot about them. And that's something that the movie really, I don't know, effortlessly does while also never being subtle. They're never subtle. It's all like very bombastic and colorful and, is Vista Del Mar? I never, never been there, obviously. But if from what it looks like, it's like a, a very like weird little universe of a type of people, right? That I um, that I'm not. And um, but yeah, you just somehow learn all this stuff about it. And the fact that it's a James Bond villain, uh, very much like an Austin Powers guy. Yeah, it's just so weird. It's just yeah. such a weird, funny. Somehow it works. Like you, this movie shouldn't work, but it works somehow. No, it shouldn't. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. And um, just for kicks, I'm going to start on the spoiler alert now because I don't know if we're even going to spoil it necessarily, but we're going to do it now um, just in case. So spoiler alert for uh, Barb and Star, go to Vista Del Mar starting now. Ooh, George, what's this drink with the skull and crossbones over it? Can we get one of those? called the buried treasure no one's ever finished the whole thing but if you get to the bottom it's a real treasure you sure you guys want to do this yeah yeah okay i love treasure yes yeah. <laughs> try to amend my carnivorous habits you finished that already? Yeah, yeah. Just for the record, we never find the treasure. You found a little chest at the bottom with the syrupy liquid. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. We licked, we licked up all the syrup. Let's go. Yeah. And you opened a scuba diver's mask and found the three pills? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I-, I took a pill. I, I, I had one. Had a pill. Oh, well, that's your treasure. All right, so what else do you want to say? Anything you want to spoil specifically or talk about, like, an act or a character? I uh, have <clears throat> my, my girl, her boy, uh, girl, Yo-Yo. Yeah. Love yo yo. Oh, you love yo yo. And the movie opens with him, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, okay, so newspaper, great. So I, I really assumed that was going to be like some. Normally, when you see an open like this, you always see like 
the one newspaper he throws at a house, and that's the house we're going to focus on. Right. And but no, it was the kid, and it was like yeah, he goes through this kid, tree. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Right. Yeah. Was, and then he turns out one of the newspapers was a bomb that he blew. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, this the, movie's crazy. The, right, right off the bat, the movie does a lot of. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on where it does feel like. It does feel like we're watching the side characters in in a in another plot of a movie. You know what I'm saying? We like focus on the different characters, like that they're just supposed to be there for comic relief. You know, right? Um, right. It, and instead, it just focuses hardcore on them because the story is supposed to be technically like all this other stuff going on, but it's not. It's it's, it's their story. It's Barbie Star's story the whole time, but it it does feel like they're just falling into this middle of this like you know James Bond type villain who has been done wrong by by Vista Del Mar, you know? <laughs> and, uh, right, the, the actual town, right? <laughs> yeah, the actual town itself. Uh, and, like, there's just a lot of things that are in the, that that are like that, that that it copies from or takes from and does its own twist on it, you know, or does, does its own take on it, should I say. Um, I don't know, and it just, like, she can't see, go to the sun because she's allergic to the sun, so she's pale as white, or, like... Pale as fuck, bro. Yeah. More, more than, than a vampire. Uh, more than all that shit. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, it's interesting. Who is that actress, by the way? This is what I was trying to find earlier. I couldn't... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they're showing it on purpose because I think they don't want to ruin it. Really? Sharon Gordon Fisherman? Oh, she, I guess she doesn't really play two characters. So what was her name? Do you remember? No, I do not remember. I'm really bad at remembering. For some reason, the names of these characters, I do not remember at all. Is it um, Pinky? No, it's not Pinky. What the fuck? I'm reading through the names here. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why this is so difficult. Yeah. Um, singing Divorcee. Um, anyway. But, like, you, you brought something up about them having, like... Okay, there's this one scene where they're on the way to Vista del Mar on the airplane and they make up this whole thing on how they love the name Trish and who Trish is to them. Dude, and, and it's been like a long time on it. Like the entire plane trip is this. The, well, until they land. Until it's, they land, until they get to the hotel. Until it's, right, and, <laughs> it's literally, no, it literally is. It's the whole time they came up with this narrative of like they had a best friend named Trish and Trish did everything. And, Trish and this is, is like this, a, perfect, Trish. a perfect person. Like they're yeah, ideal, it, it is a their ideal perfect person. Yeah, and it's just like what? And then this is and what they the had like good super at. feelings for it. It was crazy. Like, but this is what the movies could have. Like, they really go all out on this fucking idea, and they do. And then along the way, you realize. I mean, this is what you're learning about the character is that they can talk about anything, anything. Yeah, and it's crazy because like you even uh, you even get a glimpse of it at the beginning of the movie that how like Ouch. just yeah. how yeah the cops thing yeah how like inseparable they are, and like they can literally just ramble on no matter what and forever. It's, like, Forever, forever, about meaningless things, you know? Um, and then they're, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's weird because, like, it's like I said, the style is, like, totally not me. And uh, some of it works, though, and, like, just, like, they're they're so themselves that it just feels comfortable overall, I guess. Yeah. It's like, they're not lying. No one's ever lying to anyone, except, I mean, even when they are, they're just apologizing in the end to a lot because of their lying. Yeah. Um, I mean, I won't. I mean, there's like secretly, like in a sneaky way, elements of this movie are masterpieces. Like the way they just pull the shit off. When I think back on it, even right now while we're talking, I'm like, that's kind of like low key, pretty genius. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. 
<laughs> you know, like that's kind of that's like very interesting, but I still don't know what to think about it. Like overall, like I can't recommend it to anyone. You know, like whoever I, I don't know anyone that went to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very strange movie. Very strange movie. I wonder how it'll appeal to me, or maybe get worse as time goes on this year. See how I think about it. Maybe I'll rewatch it. Um, because, uh, you know, there's always like one or two movies a year that does this to me. Like that, that makes me rethink, like, I don't know what I think about it or like, yeah, it does sound more amazing now that I talk about it, but it didn't when I first saw it, you know, something like that always happens. Um, for example, my most recent one that I can think of was, the um, under the silver lake, like that one changed my mind completely as time went on. Like I loved it way more. And even during the review, I was, like, so confused and not understanding all of it. I was like, I don't know any time on it. Right. So that was, like, the last time I felt this way about it. And this is the next one, you know. So I'm not saying this is exactly like that movie. It ain't. But, like, it, it makes me feel similarly, you know. Um, but uh, my, my for me, my favorite performance that isn't the, the main two stars is uh, Jamie Dornan from The Fucking Fall. Remember The Fall? Have you seen The Fall? Because this guy uh, is like actually Irish or Scottish, and uh, so I've only oh, I first I first knew him as an actual with an accent. I mean, I, I should say American is the accent for him, but yeah. like he does a really good American though. Solid. I never. I mean, it's pretty good. It's jarring, but it's pretty good. And I really liked him in it. He plays like you know he is. The, I think um, if this was like an Austin Powers homage, he'd be like the number two, right? Right, he's the guy that that uh, Doctor Evil makes fun of, right, and makes right. Yeah, in front yeah. of everyone. Like that's who he is, and like he does a pretty good job. I really like that. I really like his like his like his um, wholesome honesty when it comes to uh, Barb or the Star. Fuck, I already forgot. Uh, star is the Kristen one that Wick. he ends up yeah getting with. Yeah, so Star. Uh-huh. Um, like when that relationship flourishes and how he's just like falling like damn girl you doing like so surprised by how much he is like being okay with like not being in love with the one he's been in love with all the time um it's just so it's just such a good i don't know i really liked his comedic timing and that stuff it was really funny it was very really honest very very good acting there um did you have a favorite um cameo uh that's a good question. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, is it is it Reba McIntyre at the end? <laughs> I, it's Trish. That was it. Was funny because like, who is it going to be? Like when they were like, at first I was like, what's saving them? And then it was like Trish, and I was like, oh my god! And it was Reba. I mean, I haven't seen Reba in anything in forever. So I think the last uh, time I saw it was Reba the show. That actually could be true. Yeah, um, for me. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I guess. I'm trying to think. I really like Andy think. Garcia. I, I, just, yeah, I think he deepened his voice or something. Andy Garcia was at the, he was the guy that was like saved Barb or something, was talking to Barb, and when she was traveling and and the star was pretending to be sick, um, and uh, they meet and he has like this, he has like this char- charisma, obviously, because it's Andy Garcia, it's Andy fucking Garcia. So like yeah. he has like a lot of charisma, but he's just walking the earth. He's like Kane in Kung Fu. Oh, uh, Tommy Bahama. Yeah, that's his name. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was also a very good one for me. I don't know if that was Morgan Freeman's voice or a Morgan no, it, Freeman lookalike, it, but it was pretty cool too. 
Uh, it was somebody else's voicing him. It wasn't Morgan Freeman. You know who I thought was a cameo that wasn't? Was Richard Cheese. Which one was Richard Cheese? The piano player. Oh, was that supposed to be him the whole time? No, I thought that. Well, I never, I never actually seen the actual Richard Cheese in real life. But that was, but that that guy's played by Mark Jonathan Davis, not Richard Cheese. But Richard Cheese, you know who that is? Right? I don't know if you've heard his music. Uh, I don't think so. He's a lounge singer, but he's cheesy. So like, he does like covers of songs, but in lounge voice and lounge time. Like you take a metal or a rap song and make them into a lounge song, and it's really funny. And it's like a, it's like a satire or like a different version of Weird Al, you know. Oh, and okay. uh, so that's why his name is Richard Cheese. <laughs> it's fucking cheesy. And um, I really thought that was him, but I never seen the man real life. I only heard his music. So like, I really thought that that was a, a cameo, but it wasn't. I just looked it up now, and it was not, it's not him. It's made played by someone else. Huh. But anyway, um, really interesting movie. I don't know if I have anything else. What do you think of the? I mean. I mean, here's where it's like a a weird knockoff, not knockoff, uh, um, a negative criticism on the movie is that it is, it is pretty obvious what's going to happen. No, I mean, I don't know how, but I know that the world ain't ending. Vista del Mar will be fine. Barbara and Star will stay alive. You know what I'm saying? Like all that stuff is pretty obvious. Uh And um, how it gets there is definitely, I mean, I didn't expect a Trish in reality for sure. Never expected that. But, like, I did expect some crazy contraption to blow up. And it was true. It was crazy and needless. And you could have done it with way less than that. But, like, obviously, you know, you do what you got to do. Right. Um, Now, am I correct? Kristen Wiig played the villain also, right? Was that her? I don't know. I'm looking at the things. I'm trying to look. This is Sharon Gordon Fisherman. Was that her? Maybe. I don't remember the bad guy's name. That's the problem. That's the problem. I don't think so either. Because... Do you know who it looked like to me the whole time? Oh. It, it it looked like uh, it looked uh, like the girl from Andy McDowell. Oh no, really? It I looked didn't... like yeah, it looked like Andy McDowell to me, kind of like that's how it looked like to me. No, you know what it looked like? Um, looked uh, look up. I know you have IMDb up. Oh, look look up uh, World War Z the movie. Brad Pitt's wife, Mariel Enos. It looked like her to me. Uh, Look at pictures of her when she's because she has like a very, she's like known to be very serious face, kind of speak. She, oh, I see, I see what you're talking. That's about. what. Yeah, that's who I, it looked like to me. Yeah, I know. I just thought it was like a Andy McDowell with a lot of like you know makeup, makeup. a lot yeah. of pale ass makeup. Yeah, yeah. Um, stare of the sun. But she I think it's her. Method, I'm so. sure it's I'm sure it's Kristen Wiig because. Yeah, and that, may, that might make sense because she's like a major player, and she, I didn't see her name right away. Anyway, uh, but I also didn't remember the bad guy's name. I was just looking at actresses and who could have played there. Um, all right, uh, I mean that makes sense. I mean that's also very common in comedies, especially oh, yeah, like course, yeah. Adam Sandler movies, for example, Eddie Murphy movies, like playing right. different roles, um, just different makeup. Um, yeah, overall, I, I I'm a fan of it, and honestly, with this conversation, I guess I'm a bigger fan, um, and I. I lightly recommend it for people, especially if they're like, if you're our age or older, I think you would understand it way more. So check I think it so out. Too, yeah, it's hard. It'd be hard to. If recommend. you're young, don't fucking do it. Don't just don't do it. You won't get it. Yeah, yeah I agree. I was about to say, yeah, please don't do it. <laughs> and this is not to insult your intelligence because you're too young. You just, you weren't there at that time. You just, yeah, no. Get it. Yeah. yeah, I agree. 
So uh, that's uh, Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar. Um, check it out if you want. I it's it's available on VOD. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, um, but just double check just in case. Um, we're gonna take a little break here, and when we come back, we're gonna review our second movie of the evening. The recently top nominated movie. It was like number two after Nomadland and nominations. We're gonna talk about Promising Young Woman. So uh, you know, stay with us. Every week, I go to a club. I act like I'm too drunk to stand. And every week, a nice guy comes over to see if I'm okay. You okay? You are so pretty. I'm a nice guy. Are you? One, two, three, I thought we had a connection. Okay. How old am I? What are my hobbies? What's my name? Sorry, maybe that one's too hard. Cassandra? <laughs> We're in class together at Forest. You would have been a great doctor. What happened? I left under unusual circumstances. You remember what happened, right? Why I dropped out. I'm not the only one who didn't believe it. We get accusations like this all the time. Who needs brains? They never did a girl any good. I'm so sorry I didn't go with her. You gotta let it go. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Why do you guys have to ruin everything? We were kids. If I hear that one more time, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was hoping you'd feel differently by now. It's every guy's worst nightmare getting accused like that. Can you guess what every woman's worst nightmare is? I wanted to be a doctor my whole life. Lately, I've been feeling like I might want to get back into it. Nothing in Cassie's life is what it seems to be. She's wickedly smart, tantalizingly cunning, and she's living a secret double life by night. Now... An unexpected encounter is about to give Cassie a chance to right the wrongs from the past. This is Promising Young Woman, uh, written and directed by Emerald Fennell. And it stars Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burnham, Alison Brie, Clancy Brown, Adam Brody. We got Sam Richardson, Timothy Goodwin, Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, Ali Hart, a lot, of, a lot of people that you kind of recognize, maybe like, oh yeah, I seen him in that one show. He was a dumbass, or he's really badass in this movie. A lot of that kind of actors going on here. A lot of background or secondary actors are in this movie. Sure, Connie Britton is also in this from The West Wing slash Friday Night Lights. She's pretty big in that. Molly Shannon is in this for a bit. Chris Lowell actually. Um, so yeah, this is the movie. A combination of like um, character actors and like com- comedians. Are basically the the stars of this movie, and of course Carrie Mulligan, who's like a more or less a legit actress, right? Who's done serious stuff all the time. So, Raf, you're next here. So, what did you think of this movie, Promising a Woman? Uh, so I I like the premise of this movie a lot, um, and I overall had fun watching the movie as fun as you can. <laughs> right. Um. I uh, I did feel for it. I did feel, um, and I and I and I overall like as a whole movie. I think it works great. Um, 
and I, I, the biggest problem I had with the movie is just it feels dated. Um, hmm. I feel like I'm watching a movie that maybe should have came out in the early 2000s or mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, probably mid 2000s, mid to late. And I just feel like it felt dated in that aspect, I guess. Um, but at the same time, I uh, I like the writing. I like the overall acting in it. Um, I think we had mentioned before in the uh, Academy Awards um, little talk that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt it felt normal. Like it, to, to speak the the screenplay, all of it felt very normal. As in, like how everyone talks. Um, at the same time, witty, witty, but normal, you know, like we're all educated here to a certain extent, but at the same time, we're all very, just much human. Um, and, uh, and it also was like, it gave like this weird, scary <coughs> horror movie kind of a vibe, um, aspects in certain, in certain, in certain aspects, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, I liked the tone that they were going with, especially like it should feel like that, but I, it felt both ways at the same time. And I, I like that from the movie. Um, I like that it was, um, I didn't know where it was going to go at certain aspects. Like I felt like it could have gone either way. Um, and, uh, yeah. So overall I did like this movie. Uh, it was, uh, it was a movie that I probably wouldn't have seen cause it just doesn't catch my attention with the title itself. Um, I just don't like it could go anywhere. Probably a woman literally just I don't know. <laughs> you know, like Right, right. It could be a comedy or a drama. It could be anything, yeah. So uh but yeah, overall I liked it. It was uh it was an interesting ride. All right. Um I get what you mean by the it feels like it should have come out, you know, a while back ago and stuff. Um not that I felt that way, but I get what you mean by that. So obviously, I mentioned this before when we did the run through of the Oscars when we were talking about the nominations on the last show. I mentioned that um, this is like my favorite one, bar none, and it's because uh, for the obvious reasons, you know, for the obviousness. If you've seen this movie and you're, you're listening with us, then you understand um, the the plot synopsis that I gave was pretty vague, I guess. But overall, and I don't want to like label this movie necessarily but it is pretty heavy on the let's say me too movement okay um it's not doesn't have that label it doesn't you know but it talks about the same issues that people talk about when they talk about the me too movement is what i'm trying to say it's very much like um centered like the protagonist is a female written by female directed by female and all that stuff and it's about very much like a problem, I don't want to just say an issue or problem, it's a really thing, but it's a very personal, fictionalized version yeah. of a problem involving men and the horrible things that they've gotten away with. In her case, has uh, you know, it's a lot, it's like a past sin that's happened a long time ago, and she's living this arrested development, high IQ life, you know. Um, and it's and almost like it's almost like if the entire movie was about this, there'd be a completely different take on this movie. And for all I know, it would have been way better. But the movie chooses instead to be a stylized, like almost like a pop music video version of this Me Too super serious satire, not satire, super serious shit and issues going on. 
and, and it makes it makes like a pop movie version of it because uh the, there's a there's a lot of comedy in it not comedy like haha but like a lot of quips a lot of, a lot of witticism in the movie that kind of uh-huh. lightens the load along the way it also has some interesting choices of music you know loud music for example to accentuate certain points the movie opens with like a setup for a date rape scene right yeah and um and it has comedians as i said earlier the cast the reason i was reading off the cast so much more than usual is because um what i said is part of the design of this movie half of these actors are comedians half of these actors mm -hmm. half of the cast i think is from uh, like uh new girl the new uh, girl. No, I, you know what? You know what they are too. And I, I, I had someone point this out to me. Uh-huh. Oh, I should say no. It wasn't to me personally. I heard it in a podcast actually, so I don't want to give my friends the credit because they didn't tell me um, that all of Veronica Mars's ex boyfriends are horrible people in this movie. <laughs> oh shit! I think you're right. Yeah. Piz for one, the most nicest one out of all of them, probably is uh, is is one of the actors. One of the third act fucking characters, yeah, and there's like two others. The, the cop is his best friend. The sheriff, remember the deputy that she dates in season one or two? Yes. Um. So yeah, I'm just saying. When said someone told me that, it blew my mind. I'm like, holy shit, you're fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Veronica Mars dated some real psychos, you know. Um. And what I also like about this movie is that, it, you know, the my, my main thing about this movie is. The emotional impact that I got from it, from first watching it, not knowing anything. I was I was you, Roth. I'm like, okay, it's nominated. Let's see what it's about. I really like Carrie Mulligan. I've never heard of Emerald Fennell, the director. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So like, I had nothing going on there. But like, I really like this actress. She's fucking amazing in almost everything she's in. I mean, she did a movie recently called Dig on Netflix. Check it out, everyone. Completely different fucking movie. Amazing in it. Because she's always amazing. Um, anyway, and... Uh, so I saw the movie Blind and was blown away because I knew nothing. And that really yeah. goes along the way in a lot of movies, by the way, guys. So really don't spoil yourselves as much as you can. I recommend it. I'm always blown away here. <laughs> so, um, But besides that, besides the emotional impact that the movie has, um, I think what, what I really liked about it is what it made me think about after. And very few movies made me feel so uncomfortable but made me rethink a lot of things. Well, not yeah. rethink in a new way necessarily, but made me question certain things and then think about it and talk about it. And um, another movie that made me feel this way, for example, a good example, would be like a combination of Cosmopolis and Compliance. You know, uh, you know, two movies that kind of like bite hard on something in our daily lives or da- or something that a lot of people experience, maybe not yourself, but a lot of people that you may have met and compliance and like that and all that stuff like kind of does that. And it does it hard and it really makes you feel it. But like you still think about it and, you know, it had happened or it can happen and it will happen somewhere out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this movie does the same thing for me. So that that combination made me made me love this movie is my favorite out of the the nominated ones and honestly right now as a contender it's my number one of the year so far and the year is not that far in yet but like you know what i mean it's my number one right now and um we'll see where it goes later but yeah that's why i liked it man you know um but i understand your your oh as far as to what you said about um it feeling like outdated yeah, I get some of that for sure, but I think what it it chooses an older style, I think, yeah. to like be more swallowable maybe. I think it, I'm not I, sure. I think it also picks a time. Um I don't I don't know when 
what the time frame is here, what what year we're in. I don't mm-hmm. think they ever say that we're in you know current times or whatever, or yeah. something close to current pre COVID nineteen, so twenty eighteen or something. I assume, right? Right. Um. Uh. It doesn't. I don't think it tells us anything like that. But it also doesn't. I I, I do feel like we're in those like late two thousands to early twenty tens. Um. Probably more close to the early twenty tens. Uh. That it's how do I put it? I just feel like uh uh we're not in that like uh we're not I hate, to, I hate to use this word, but we're not like woke to the to this to the situation. Um mm-hmm. of like of how she's acting or how she's reacting. Like that's that that should be a normal way of her reacting. Obviously like she's obsessed and completely like taking over her life, everything, you know. But yeah, like, that's why Arrested Development, like, right? Right, yeah, I guess so. Um, but at the same, it's more like, I guess it's like just the fact that it should be something that's, that's you know, her message shouldn't be something that people just dismiss. You know what I'm saying? And I think we're in that time of, we're yeah. in that time frame now where we wouldn't just, dis- I don't think we would dismiss it or where at least it's a way bigger deal now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're more self-conscious about those things. And it is extremely shitty. And the fact that she, I, I like the lengths of things that she has to do, even to other women, especially actually, oh almost God. especially. I should yeah, say, yeah. To other women that I have so that, many thoughts about that in spoilers for sure. Uh, yeah, that, that she has to bring up to uh, to just like make a point of seeing things in a different light and not just caving into one perspective. And it's crazy that no one, everyone says they're open to perspectives are open to whatever but no yeah, but one actually is, fucking doing it is another thing right that's the that's the thing right right and that's what she and that's that's what i think she does really great and that's where like her like smarts really kick in um in the movie uh and it's just it just shows that she's obviously like a very i mean the the yeah. title says it all where it's promising young woman she's obviously has potential and whatever she wanted to do yeah no yeah i mean and this movie also it hit me it hits me with ways of like melancholy and sadness. Yeah, it does. Uh, after the fact, during the movie, sometimes like during a scene that's lighter or like light, you know, quippier, maybe, maybe a date scene with Bo Burnham or something. Yeah. Um, even a scene like that, like I would feel this thing and it's because I'm feeling the effects of a previous scene um, that happened like a few minutes before. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, oh, it makes me think. That's just disgusting thought. Some of it is disgusting, but not that's not the main one. It's just sadness. It's really like you feel like um I really felt hmm I'm obviously I'm not a woman and we're not women at all in this podcast, so we are lacking severe perspective here. So I'm gonna say that I felt it felt to me that I was feeling some of that trauma or some of the the like the harshness of it, so to speak. And some of it to the point of view of the man, you know, when, you know, if I've ever been, and it makes me think of positions like that, you know, if I've ever been in a party, not that I've never done any of this, by the way, obviously, maybe not so obviously, but for me, it's obvious. I've never done anything like this kind of shit, but I've known of it. It's been around. It's, it exists everywhere. And uh, you've heard stories like this before. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and it made me think of those times for sure. Or it makes me think of the, what women must feel like if they're left alone in a room with me? Do they think about that with me? They could, I and know, I wouldn't blame man. them either. I, I, I would I not agree. blame them whatsoever. But I'm like, also, I feel a little bit like, like fuck you, lady. I'm not gonna do anything to you. Like, I feel like defensive about it, and 
that's also very natural to think that way, but also not not correct because on their point of view, they got to be fucking watchful of everyone. So can't blame them either. And that's how I feel about the main character here where I can't blame her, but I blame her for everything. Not for everything. Not like that. Not like in a way where like, oh, she's wearing slutty clothes. Like the opening of the scene, the opening of the movie really fucking irked me because of the way the guys were talking. I'm like, oh my God, I hate these guys so much. Like the way they were talking about, we're her friends. They can't leave her alone. Don't you know how dangerous it is to leave her drunk? I'm like, well, then then don't do anything. Like, I don't understand. Then go help her and actually help her or don't do anything and shut up. I you know. Yeah, like, and it's... It's just so weird. And, and It is, but you know... I, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. so. It is weird. It is weird. But yeah, I, I just. I don't know. I. I don't know how to answer that. It's. I. I. I would. Right. I. Am, I. In that I almost. Yeah. And like, I. I really wouldn't. Um, and it sucks because honestly, like, I. I've seen this type of thing all the time. No, no, I agree. I have seen the type of thing all the time. Not like, not exactly like the club thing, but like I have seen this thing. Uh, yeah, many times, and I just. Yeah. Um, I've often seen that girl in the corner of a house party or whatever, like drunk out of her mind, passed out. And I'm like, I have seen that stuff. Obviously never did anything, but like, that's not the point. The point is that I've seen it and yeah. it makes me th- think these things, think these things, sorry. And even this movie kind of sparked memories that I forgot I had about this kind of thing. Yeah. Or what, it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It also reminds me of like, uh, uh, yeah, it sucks that it also reminds me of, uh, the movie we just recently watched, uh, Monster, where there's only one guy out of mm. like her whole life who actually offered her help. Right. Which you know what I'm saying? Like and it took that long and it obviously came at the point where she probably needed it the most. But like to get one guy who's gonna be nice and not require what ask in the sea of, of other guys in the not. sea of other guys, yeah. right? And I feel like it is a sea of other guys who all claim they're nice guys, you know? Uh, oh my god, yeah. And it's so bad because I'm like, ugh, like it's just, like. And that's the dude, the opening of that dude that was like, that you know, nice guy, and he's about to take her home, and then changes the Uber to his address and shit. Like that guy's from the OC, you know? He's like a he's like a a weak <laughs> guy in movies. He's yeah. not uh, a predator, and that's that's the wonderfulness about this movie is that it does that so well. Yeah, like I agree. it really. That's just, this is the kind of details that really makes me. Uh, understand why it's so popular or nominated and all that. Um, it really is like a like a perfect storm of these things. Um, I, I I would like to because we haven't talked about the plot whatsoever. We actually haven't mentioned at all about her revenge thing at all. But essentially, before we get into spoilers, I uh, I mean we are talking about that opening right a lot now. And what she does, this girl who is I mentioned Arrested Development. She is that, but she's also not that. She's willfully doing something that she knows it is technically against the grain and really against her culture and her upbringing to not proceed with life with a career and marriage and kids. She has no interest in that at all. Right. So I wouldn't say she's actually at the Arrested Development. I think she is a little bit when it comes to trauma, for sure. We'll get to that later. But yeah. like in, in intellectual ways and in the way of like – Needing a great job to prove that you're doing good in life is not her way at all. And she doesn't give a fuck about that. She no, knows she, it's not there. She's not like trying to do this and failing. She just doesn't care. So I'm just going to say that right now. I use the rest of development as a shorthand. Um, <clears throat> anyway, what, she, what this girl does, Cassie, um, is that she pretends to be drunk in nightclubs and parties. Usually where, where a lot of adults are at. Not just not just the early 20-somethings. They Almost always her her targets, let's say, are around her age. Um, 
And she's always pre- pretends to be alone, going near to pass out. And she gets these guys to to take her home, usually to their place, almost always to their place, it seems. And um, yeah, but like, and but wait not, for the moment. But no, but 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 that's, yeah. that's the best part. Is like she waits to t- for them to take her home, yeah. but the whole time not take like she doesn't want them to take her home. Right. You know yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, that's exactly that's the that, trauma. That, that, that's, that's the, no, that, and that's the that's the like that was the important part. Of it. Her whole time, yeah. she's saying no, and yes. they're all convincing her drugness to say yes. Right. She is giving them outs, and, and she knows, and she expects them not to take the outs. Right. Not to take the opportunity to just be a good person. Actually, um. And but no, they always, they always, always in the movies, and in this movie in particular, they every time they show this kind of thing, it always ends up the guy taking them to their place and trying to take advantage of her while being too drunk. And then she, obviously, as we know, she's pretending she will snap out of it right before it's too late, like right after they take off the panties, so to speak. Um, not so to speak, they actually do that. Um, and she, like, super stone-cold sober, goes up like, what are you doing? And completely freaks them out. You know, and that is, that is that's the intent. That's the whole game. Basically, she is blue-balling the city of wherever they are. Um, you know, not the blue-balling's real, but you know what I mean. Um, and always, like, gets the fascinating thing, and I've seen this before, and I know the kind of person of this shit. We both, Roth, we both know this kind of person. They almost always get super defensive. The guys, um, in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's super so, defensive, oh, it's and so, it's like, so annoying. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's slimy. It's disgusting. Yeah, it is slimy. That's a good word for it. It is slimy. That's how it feels. It feels slimy. And um, and this is the power of the movie because that that's my gender, <laughs> bro. <laughs> that they're talking about, and they're not wrong. You know. And no. not that I'm going to apologize for because I didn't do it. I don't give a fuck. But, like, I, I know I never did it. I know I'm not going to do it. But that's not the point. The point is that it's true for a lot of people. A lot of guys are like this. And it's not good. It's fucked up. You know? Um, anyway, that's what she does. And along the way, the real plot of the movie forms, um, and which we'll get into right now in spoilers. So let's get into spoilers to four promising young woman, woman starting right now. Of course you do. Because innocent until proven guilty. No arguing with that. No. Thank you for your time. Is your friend okay? No, she's not. But Al Monroe is. You'll be glad to hear he's doing really well. He's getting married, actually. So, you know, I guess he did the right thing. We have to give these boys the benefit of the doubt. That's why I know you won't mind, but... Three hours ago, I picked your daughter, Amber, up from school and introduced her to the boys who live in that room now. What? She is really pretty, huh? She looks a lot older than she is. I don't believe you. I noticed they had a few bottles of vodka in the room, too, but I'm sure they'll take good care of your daughter. She seemed excited, actually. Oh, wait. She'll be wanting that later. You're crazy. No. Tell me what room my daughter is in right now. I told you the same room Nina was in. I told you I don't remember that. Well, that's a shame. 
What are you doing? She's a young girl. I wonder if she looks so young to those guys. You better tell me what room she's in. Tell me what fucking room she's in. Now! You sociopath, tell me where she is! Please tell me. Is that what you want to hear? You're right. You're right. Look how easy it was. All right. Um, I'm going to let you talk for a while. So, Raf, what, what do you want to talk about in spoilers? Anything? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, we could go to the end. I don't know. Dude, I mean, you just want to go to it. Man. You just want to fucking. I think we should like, skip, okay, the, so, skip the uh, veggies, go straight to dessert. I think so. Yeah, I like dessert. I actually lately, I actually been doing that a lot. Um, just eat the cookie first. Anyways, um, the cake is not a lie when you buy it. Besides the point, uh, the ending where she just has that like I have. Well, let's start where she finds out. She gets the video. Oh, okay. You're talking proof. About yeah. Well, we have to say that from here because I think it's, it, it, it makes sense. She gets the video proof about her friend being being completely raped, basically. Raped right? and passed out drunk, raped in front of a lot of guys. In front of a lot of guys. And one of them being her current boyfriend. Right. <clears throat> like in the voices in the background, so to speak. You can clearly hear him. Right. I mean, you can clearly tell it's his voice also. I mean, Bo has a very distinctive voice. He does, yes. So, you have that. And then... Then you get where she blackmails Hippo to tell her mm-hmm. where this bachelor party is going to be for the guy. Yes. And that's where, like... Yeah, because he's still does... tied with him. Right. So, I mean, I kind of thought she was already going to go into this bachelor party by herself. Or have, like... Because she has, like, these, like, muscle men. You, know, you ever notice this? She has, like, people who could come in and, like, beat the crap out of somebody. She's always ready to pay somebody off. That's true. Like, Along the way, we got, get that, and we think that she's going to use that here, but she does Right, which we do, yeah, exactly. Which, we'll come back to that in a bit, because that's actually really cool. Like, like almost like this weird, like, she's got, like, the weird infrastructure going on that she's been doing this for so long that she's made, like, like, pals along the way it's like, yeah really, it's like, i'm curious it's so weird i mean I'm i am curious, curious if they're like ex-cons that did want this mistake before and like yeah, learned their ways and i don't she's know recruited them for this fucking right or, righteous or, just, or just along the way she's noted you know maybe she right. got like noticed by somebody else who's doing something similar because she right. brings that up as well there's a lot of stuff going on regardless yes um so there's that, right? And then there's uh, she goes. So you're thinking that she's gonna go by herself or not, or she's gonna have something, some like safety net. But mm-hmm. her safety net is, is amazing, by the way. Which we'll get to that in a bit. But yeah. the fact that she goes to uh, it's not even really a safety net though. But she goes to to this and like just the brazenness of her because she just wants to get get back at this guy. Dude, and she does a great job. Room, I'm sorry, I felt like really like worried for her. I, so when she got in the room, I felt a little worried for her, but then I was like, no, 
I knew she was going to drug them all, which she does. Yeah, right. Uh, which, right. And it's like perfect timing. And then she's going to torment this guy. And I was like curious as to what the torment was going to be. Because like at first in the beginning of the movie, which is also kind of spoiler, you think she kills people. Right. And she's even marking in her notebook. Some of them are red and some of them are black. <laughs> right. And you realize the ones that are red are the ones that react certain ways. I, yeah, that's what it ends up being. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, so you think she's going to do this, but she, but she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't kill people, so you know she's not going to kill them, right? By this point. Right. Sorry, I'm guessing. So you think that's going to happen, and then you find out that she's just going to mark him permanently, right? Right. Which is like, okay, um, that makes sense, right? I guess like the, I, I can see that, right? You'll never forget, right? Kind of thing. Yes. Uh, and, it's like in uh, the. It's in the. It's like a, what's that movie? The girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Right. Uh, and uh, and obviously it just ends up like you know the guy overpowers her. I mean, he manages to get away, get overpowers her, and like kills her. That's crazy. That was the crazy part. Like I didn't think she, I thought she was gonna fake it, but it almost felt like she. It went on too long. Was, was, the movie it, it, the scene is too long. Yeah. Yeah, the scene was way too long, and mm. I was just like, I didn't, I didn't know. I don't know. Like I felt mm. like there was like. Yeah, I feel like the movie almost like was pulling the you know like it, it like faking me out, but like oh she's gonna fake it out, but she's not, and I don't know no. what's going. Like it was a lot of stuff going on, and I was just like, no, my what? heart broke once that scene was over a minute long. Me, me too. Yeah, and the way it, she was whimpering, it was so painful to hear it. It, it was, it was very. I, painful. I couldn't, I almost couldn't handle it. I almost paused the movie, and and I didn't. So. And the reaction of the next morning when he's telling her that he killed her, and. Oh my god, the backwards way they talk about the it. The backwards, the un... It was an accident, right? Right, like, no, but like, no one ever, like, no one ever... It takes responsibility. Takes responsibility. That's the it's point disgusting. of the thing. It, it is, no, and I get it. It's just so... Dis- it fucking made me feel like... I just, like, I wanted to, like, if I ever saw them, I wanted to, like, pummel them, you know, like, kind of thing. Like, it's just, like, so maddening to the me. The whole like, bro fucking shit. I want to just flash the kneecaps open so, if I like, wanted to. So yeah. maddening. I would be the guy that they would have to, like, kill with the her because yeah. I'm call, like, calling the cops. You know what I'm saying? Like, immediately, yeah. Yeah, like, I, it's, it's just unreal. Unreal that he, and, like, what kind of person, and you're a doctor? Oh, my God. Like, you're the fucking worst piece of things ever you know like it is so i don't know that's so much so much bad stuff and you want to talk about arrested development they act like they're fucking still in college and uh, come on man well specifically the buddy right well yeah it it looks like they're trying to get out of that phase but the buddy's still in it you know like and they're all they're all actually still in it well if anything you could argue i mean there's a there's a many sides to this whole thing and one, one could argue and i can make this argument and i'm making it now i guess to say that uh the main perpetrator here what's his name in the movie um they mentioned her a few times. They I don't do. remember. Nina's yeah. perpetrator. Nina's rapist. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get it for you. So you can yeah. Anyway, um, I would say that he's probably the most matured out of that bunch of people. And it's probably because of what he, of this whole thing he did in college with Nina. It's probably because of that. Because Al he Monroe. did. Al, Al, yeah. Monroe. Um, because he did indeed. You know, I'm not... <laughs> He's a piece of shit all the time, 100%. I'm not saying that at all. I, I'm I just saying say, that no, no, he actually did feel remorse. him and Bo Burnham's character are probably the ones who matured along the way already. And yeah, like, but all like, right. yeah, and the only unfortunate thing is that they still haven't matured enough. That's no, the problem. Not. No, of course not. Of course. And we get that We get that from Bo's reaction. And trust me, and they the- want cookies for their effort to be less <sighs> bad than the other guy. But that's yeah. not how it works. I agree, yeah. They, they don't understand. 
And um, Burr Burnham broke my heart, actually, when I, she confronts him with the video proving that he was in the room because there's so many better ways. For example, like, like let's say maybe he fucking stupidly did not un- like did not connect Nina with Cassie the whole time yeah. they were dating, and you could say, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry, I did was there." He could have like I'm not saying walked it back because I'm pretty sure she would have never have gone with him, but he could have admitted it and could have understood. But no, his his reaction is to be defensive to the point of like calling her out on her shit and defending. The point of view of the fact that it was so long ago and there were kids. The worst. It broke my heart. Yeah. What hearing him say that shit. I know. I, I agree. And it made sense why he's still buddy buddies with them. Like, okay, okay. Fuck this. Because, you know, you can have friends that are like really bad, but yeah. you are not bad. You know, th- that happens. It happens. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it, it's, but like, it's sad man. because like, they're like, oh, they were just kids, dude. Like, you're not. <laughs> it's crazy. You're. You're allowed to drink. You're allowed to do a lot of things already legally and stuff like that, right? You're already doing a lot of things. Like I, I just it, you're not a kid. I, it's it's dis- I hate to say it, you're not. It's um, fucking disgusting. It like is you, fucking right. embarrassing. And it disgusting. is because it's yeah, it's very embarrassing um, and very disgusting. One hundred percent. It's just. Uh, and you know because we were watching Bo Burnham be fucking charming and non-rapey <laughs> and drinking spit coffee. I really wanted him to work. Now, I knew because of the, by the time they were really dating, you know, um, in the movie, this is before she gets, you know, wind of the fact of this bachelor party, right? She gets the final nail. Like, Alison Brie comes back with the video. I'm like, holy shit, there's video? Right. Um, you know, and, like, Alison Brie wouldn't have done that ever. Has she not like sweated so much? Sweated so right, exactly. Sweated so much over the possibility of her cheating on her husband. Right. Um, perfect. It's like it's almost like destiny's calling out to her, but she manifested her own destiny. You know what I'm saying? It isn't really like, oh, the fates want her to fucking take revenge. It feels that way, but it's not that way. She created this. She created the Allison Brie to give her the video by torturing her earlier. Because she didn't want to admit to something that they did in college. Right. She also fucked up too. 100%. She's definitely the least uh, bad person, I want to say. Who the else? least ignorant. Yeah. Out of all of them. Even because well, I would say. She wanted to ignore it. That's what right, it was. She wanted to ignore it. The principal definitely had way more responsibility she fucked up on. 100%. But like Alison Brie would say, she's the least victim. Or the least predator, whatever you yeah. want to call it. The least bad person. And um, not that right. there's rankings on this, but you know what I mean. No, there's not. But like the yeah. fact that and this is where one of the things comes in. I think this is the first time we see her use somebody that she's paying. Right? Mm-hmm. Is, this, is this the first time in the movie that she uses somebody? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, that we see and we, her. And it's funny because the movie plays it off as if she could have hired this guy to rape her. Well, that could have happened. I, that's that's what I. That's what you think she's doing, right? Kind realize, of, right? But at the same time, like you also like it. Also, kind of looked like, hey, I'm gonna pay you, random person, to do this thing because, it, it, like it looks, a superhero, yeah, she actually has integrity. She's like she has like the Batman lines uh-huh. of morality. She's right, not exactly. gonna kill. She's not gonna no, rape. She's not. she's not gonna do the same thing that literally caused the same trauma she has. No, like no. there is a limit to her, but you do think before you know for sure that she, you know, that she doesn't actually do it. You, but you think initially that she is doing this fucked up things. Like, like yeah. I first, I also thought that 
you know, she took the principal, the deans. Was the principal or the dean? The dean. Uh, oh, I thought she was messing with the dean the whole time. I didn't think she took her to the dean. No, I'm not saying that specifically, but I thought she did something to her, not just like drop her off in some diner. You know what I mean? I, oh, yeah. I, my initial thought was really like extreme. Yeah, because uh, the well, you movie. also are like very afraid because you already and know that's, that the movie's right. And, and that scene, you're realizing what the dean is realizing. Like, holy shit, my daughter! What the fuck? You know, like, right? So, um, yeah. So all that stuff plays really well. What did you think of the of the lawyer? Uh, who's the lawyer? Who plays the lawyer? Oh, he's uh, well, he's uh, Doc Ock. What's his name? Um, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. Yeah. Um, Great actor. I, Great, of course, of course. I I thought, uh, well, I felt finally okay. that someone was there. Talk about disappointment on her end, right? She was like, well, oh, very I, much disappointed. I yeah, guess I can't beat I, you I, up I, now. I felt like it was like, I felt like finally someone who, who like is on her side. Well, not it just was, I mean, but I actually that, took but that, fucking but, responsibility for it. But actually took responsibility, right? Right, and it was yeah. like it's funny because, but the thing is. Yes and no. He took responsibility, but he well, didn't either. He was well, like, it was already after the fact, but he felt, he of course, felt of remorse. course, he did, right? But he's right. like, he doesn't even know what to do himself. Besides, he can't do the job anymore. Yeah, right. That's and that's. I mean, that's. I guess as much as you can do besides going to people and help. I, I don't know. He doesn't know, but he's like waiting to pay the piper, which so he. Like, I think yeah, he's, exact he's words. like waiting for it. He's like, I was waiting for you. I mean, I'm asking you. Yeah, I'm telling you, do what do you want me to do? Do you forgive me? You know, right? Yeah, and she's the only person to ask. Nina is dead. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's true, and it's not just, and it's that right. He's also one of the few people who remembers the people's uh, her name, uh, Nina's name, right? Uh, and there's like a lot of things like that. That I mean, I thought, I thought it was like that moment of like almost like he can. She's like, she knows that there's other people also not thinking about it, not just her. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. Um, and it's uh, and it's also that that it's a guy, and he was just that, but. The one person who's actually taken ownership, or <sighs> yeah, no, it's it's it's, he, it's shitty, but it's shitty that she has to convince the two girls, which is the dean and that one friend of hers, mm-hmm. uh, to see it from the perspective of the victim. You could be that oh. person. Your daughter they could have person. easily been that person the whole time. Yeah, they actually might have even been that person. Yeah, right. Maybe just, just not that maybe, extreme. Maybe they don't care. Right? Maybe right. Maybe like they didn't. It didn't affect them. Maybe they had less integrity than Nina, and then Nina was just like shattered the way. Okay, so I have so many <laughs> other things. But, uh, before we talk about Cassie, because I do want to talk a lot about Cassie a bit here. Um, I want to go back to that scene where she gets killed okay. because it did the one. It showed the one fundamental and unfortunate. Usually, this is the, the thing. Not always. But usually, the difference between men and women is that men are typically stronger. I, uh, that's, what, I hate, that's what I, killed me about the way he killed her. Yeah, I mean... But you know like, what I'm saying, right? No, I do, I, I, but I agree with it. Like, I mean, it's true. It is true that men are I mean, the better. guy was ripped also. Like, it's... Yeah. And honestly... It's like buy real handcuffs, not fucking kinky handcuffs to tie someone because that's well, they not were, gonna work. They, they were like real handcuffs. I don't yeah. know if they were. They had fuzzy things on it. I'm just assuming there. Yeah, I think. Um, but I, it looked like they were real. handcuffs. Because if they were real handcuffs, she, I don't think he'd be able to get out. I just, I just think that she didn't. Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened there to that aspect. But. No, I, I, I do think they were like kinky handcuffs. That's why I feel like it were because um, if they were real handcuffs, he wouldn't be able to get out. Well, she could never take off the other set. He could never take off the other set. They needed a key. Well, no, that's what I'm saying is that they weren't 
I mean, I mean, okay. Do you, so you think it's more like not fate, but like just there weren't hack- those like because you know there's different type of handcuffs where you could use like the little button or whatever to. Open well, no, yourself. I'm just saying because some of them are made worser than the real ones. That's what I'm trying. No, to I, that's what quality. You mean. Okay, yeah. so like it would say cheaper quality. Yes. That's what I'm saying. She, right, if there were real police handcuffs, they, he wouldn't have been able yeah. to get out. Yeah, yeah, I would agree there. I guess. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that really broke my heart because that difference is always there. It's, I don't think about this often with my own relationships, but like, it's a, it makes you think that way. It makes you think about stronger this guy is than she is and how she has no power to overpower him. Right. And that scene broke my fucking heart. I literally was having chills the entire time that scene was happening and I couldn't, I almost couldn't live with myself because I'm a man, you know? It's a very weird, it's a fucked up scene. So I wanted to mention that a little bit. Now let's get into Cassie, who I think is her main problem. She has many problems. I mean, she, as a hero, she's not a very heroic, heroic hero, but like she is self-destructive, right? She's hella self-destructive. The fact that she planned those texts in advance without backup, without muscle that she's hired before means that she's self-destructive. Yeah, yeah. She 100%. knew this could happen, maybe if even 50-50 chance, which I would never take. I wouldn't take it anything more than 10% chance, you know, to do something crazy like that. Right. Um, but she did it, and then she died, and she paid for it. And her life paid for the jail sentence they get, you know, which is great, I guess. I mean, it does end. I do feel slightly happy, but honestly, the emotional impact of her dying in that bed lingered throughout after the yeah. credits you know what i'm saying like it didn't it didn't make me feel good <laughs> you know what i'm saying no. Not, and i mean in a good way where the movie made me feel that way on purpose um but yeah so um and i think cassie has a lot of issues and i think that she feels or felt that getting having the opportunity to get back at this specific guy monroe um was too much to pass up and I think Bo Burnham, had he been even a halfway decent, more decent version uh, than he was, maybe would have walked her back. Because, I'm not saying because she was living for Bo Burnham, I'm not saying that, that she was living for a man, but I'm saying she was living for a hope of a future. You know what I'm saying? A future differently than, than you know, thinking about Nina all the time. Like, it, it's, that's why I'm saying Bo Burnham broke my heart. Because, like, he could have been a decent person there. And she maybe wouldn't have done it this way or, or, or would have done it more safely, you know? Right. Um, and then, again, it's just like she just took it as like, nope, every fucking guy is an asshole, except for maybe his her dad. And then that's it. Everyone, you know, and she should just go through with it. And uh, like I said, very self-destructive. But also I had this question about like, do you think she was in love with Nina? Who? Uh, Cassie. Uh, in love as in like, uh, oh, not, not like in maybe not like in lesbians, but maybe <laughs> that's, a, that's a Scott Pilgrim reference. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. You know, I say that and almost nobody gets it. Yeah, well, which is, which is fine. I mean, that is what <laughs> just text me when you say it, though. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah, the uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I would say, of course, she was. Yeah, it was her, it was her best friend from childhood. I mean, the way uh, she I mean, talked I think, about I think, her. I think she. I think she looked at her. She looked up to her yeah. to the point where it was. It was um, almost like her sister. Almost yeah, like, almost, you know, like a, almost like a sisterly love. You know, like it's like she um, saw her as like. But she said because she even says it herself. She's like, I wasn't. She said it to uh, 
to Bo and everybody else, I think, uh, or, she, or no, she said it to Al. At the, yeah. the, you wouldn't have noticed me because I was... Uh, I wasn't as good looking as I am now. I wasn't, you know, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I still hadn't flourished as I did now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. she was obviously just like, almost like riding the coattails. Uh, what's that? Uh, uh, what's it called? No, it's not the right term to use, but it was like riding the, it, it was like being with like the hot chick as the hot chick's friend, you know, and you're not the hot chick. So like, you're just, you're just there, you know, like, so no one's going to actually notice you, but everyone's going to know that you're with her. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, she was, I mean, she was the Robin to her Batman, right? Oh, I would say so. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. Well, that's the point is they imagine if Batman gets killed and only Robin's left. Like right. that's how she feels the whole time. Well, we see that. Nightwing does go crazy and starts killing everybody. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. I, mean, I wasn't making a real reference, but <laughs> I'm sure some comic book has done this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it's fucked up. It's my point. So clearly fucked up things will happen. Um, the way, But the way she talks about her, how complete of a person she was from like age eight or whatever, and like how much and how he just, she describes how she lost that when Al claimed her as his own. And like, oh my God, that's like, that's very fucking depressing yeah. um and all this shit but it made me feel like she's talking about her like a lost love feel it felt like that in that scene and uh that's why i asked the question oh yeah but um but yeah you know it's like uh yeah i mean she was she was living on borrowed time it felt that way i'm sure she felt that way and it's uh it's really unfortunate and sucks and i i would i mean the movie i'm glad the movie didn't write her to kill the guys that she pretends to be drunk with but like had it done that it would the movie would have been ridiculous but it the whole I, movie i actually agree with you the whole movie is very nearly a ridiculous set of occasions and events but it's not you and, know what's uh, funny is that I what I what I like about that the fact the aspect that she doesn't do that and I, I hate to cut you off no. that she doesn't kill them is that is that there's only like a couple, a couple of people that you know, like there's gonna be the people who are gonna go and tell their friends, like that one guy who did, right? Mm-hmm. And like, oh, dude, I dodged a bullet. I'm not doing that shit again. But more than likely, she scares just about everybody straight. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, or to the point where like, I'm, you're not doing this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I just like that. That that's the stuff that she probably doesn't see repeat people, or if she does. And they see her, they're going to be like, he's going to, they're going to be like, I'm out of here. F that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think it, it is way more impactful the way you're saying it. Uh, the mm-hmm. fact that she doesn't kill him. Yeah. It's way more. Yeah. Um, the movie treads that line of being obvious. It's all, it's all fiction guys, but like it treads the line between feeling like fiction and, and being it. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a very, very nice, very, I don't know how accidental on purpose it was to make it that way but yeah it works out well um and overall i guess that's all i have on it just like guys just don't be dick. like what the fuck that's it just don't be dicks and don't use it for everything I and mean, it's not that hard it's um dude it's it's i don't I mean, know i get it because it's not that hard i didn't mean it to be a pun but like it just turned out to be but it's not that difficult to be that just i'm not even saying be a decent person but be a decent person here um so yeah. um yeah anyway so yeah, you can tell why this movie hit me the hardest. There's also, like, out of all of the uh, quote-unquote movements, 
of our of our recent years, politically speaking, culturally speaking, this is the one that I feel the most. And um, uh-huh. you you would think it'd be the minority one because we are Mexican, but like eh, not really. Don't tell people that. Don't tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Quite the opposite. Some people oh, can immediately oh. tell my accent. I don't know how, but really, some people can. They're like, oh yeah, you sound like your English is weird. Like, oh okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. So that. is yours really? No, shut up. <laughs> so is yours. You sound a little bit Irish. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, you're a foreigner too. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but no, it's, it's not really. I don't really get a. I used to when I was younger, but not really so much anymore. I don't get a, get a lot of guff for uh, being Mexican. Um, so, but uh, I do hear a lot more of this, and I do. I'm more around. This kind of thing, yeah. Um, um, which is to say, I don't go to house parties all the time, but just in <laughs> general, I remember them more. So anyway, uh, hit me hard. That's why it was num- my number one so far, and I want to talk about it. And I'm glad we did. We also spent like 45 minutes on it, so we're gonna take, <laughs> we're gonna end it there. Unless you have something else to say. Nah, man, I agree. I, it's, I mean, it's just it's, it is a powerful movie for sure, um, and it does. And I hope. I would hope it would make somebody rethink something, you know, like... God, I hope so. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't really have that much faith in it. Well, it's also not like a blockbuster hit because of COVID either, but also, yeah, who knows? Hopefully enough people watch it. Anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our last movie of the evening, which is one of my marathon picks. It's going to be Flight, the movie by Robert Zemeckis, starring Denzel Washington. So check it out and, you know, stay with us. Not good, not good. Margaret, there's a red lever right there next to my seat. It says manual control. You see it? Uh, yeah. Okay, on the count of three, I want you to pull it up, turn it clockwise, push it back down. Ready? One, two, three. Oh. It's okay, it's okay. Yeah, come on.
alcoholic pilot Whip Whitaker does a miraculous job crash landing a plane that has suffered a severe mechanical breakdown in midair. However, the mandated investigation into the incident will inevitably lead to the discovery that he was flying the plane while drunk and on cocaine. As he attempts to sober up, Whip befriends a fellow addict he meets during his post-accident stay in the hospital. Soon he fails in his attempts to white-knuckle himself to sobriety with the help of his favorite drug dealer and his lawyer. Whip must prepare to testify about what happened on that fateful flight. This is flight. I don't know why I said it that way. Uh, starring with Denzel Washington, Nadine Velasquez, Don Cheadle, John Goodman, uh, Tamari Tooney, Brian Gerardi. Gerardi? Hmm, not sure about that one. Kelly Riley, though. Definitely that's the other Atta Keeper friends. For sure should be mentioned here. And also Bruce Greenwood okay. um, should be said as well. Written by John Gattins. Gattins? Gattins? Gattins. Let's go with that. Directed by Robert Zemeckis. The pretty awesome Chicago director. You know he's from Chicago, right? Oh, is he? Oh, uh, he's from a suburb of Chicago. I think uh, Aurora. But yeah, Chicago. Overall. Um... Yeah, the guy who directed, you know, Forrest Gump and Contact and Back to the Future. You know, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so Flight came out in 2012. It is part of my toxic- toxicity marathon in the past. Uh, so um, the five movies that we're doing, I'm focusing each of them into a different version of what's toxic in our day-to-day lives, so to speak, or at least in movie fashion. Uh, I did one where it was about toxic government systems, right? That's the last one we did. Toxic relationships, right? This one is about toxic addictions, as you may imagine. <laughs> toxic addictions. In this case, it's personified not only as alcohol, but it's mainly alcohol. It's alcoholism, like number one. A, number, a good number two would be um, drugs, right? In this case, cocaine or uh, what did she take? Heroin, right? She takes heroin. Uh, yeah, heroin. Um, so there's and a lot coke. of that going on. Yeah, and Coke, too. <laughs> well, she tried to take Coke, right? That would have saved her, ideally? Uh, well, no. It would have saved her regardless. She shot it. She would, If she had yeah. she snorted it and then snorted the Coke, it would have been fine. But she, since she shot it, it doesn't... Uh, That's true. Yeah, it was too powerful. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so it has a little bit of that, too. But it's mainly alcoholism, and that's the... I really wanted for this one... There's so many options. There's this move that Now, this one has a lot of options, addictions sure i mean if you want to go with the route of alcoholism there's so many options i mean there's um you think of uh first reformed or you think of the one he did before that which was uh, the nick nolte movie from the 90s i forgot the name of it it's leaving my mind and there are others where like you know some of them are action movies some of them are cop you know detective mystery movies where the detective is drunk off his ass you know and those are like obviously um Metaphors for alcoholism as well. And there's many other ones that treat it differently. Some of them funny, some of them not so funny. You know, you think of uh, Born on the Fourth of July is a good example of alcoholism because it's not the main thing at all, but it's like one of the the, the coping mechanisms, right? And then you yeah. think of, of any other addiction, any other addiction. There's so many addictions out there, Roth. There's so many things that we could have problems for. So, um, you know, you think of wrecking for a dream and train spotting, right? Drugs alone, hardcore heroin, right? And shit. Like, that's fucked up. Those are all good options. But I went with alcoholism for, and I went for this movie for very, for very specific reasons. Um, and I'll, I'll get into them in a minute. Um, one of them being is that alcoholism, I think, is the most, I don't want to say the most common. It might be, 
but I don't know about that. I didn't read like statistics on this or anything. I'm just guessing here, but I, I, I want to read it because it's the, it's the legal one. It's the most legal out of the substances, you know, available to you. At them is literally depots just just by alcohol, right? I mean, we've all seen Leaving Las Vegas, another good example of alcoholism, and uh, you can just buy it by the truckload. No one will stop you. No you one. Know. No. Right. If anything, they'd probably be like, "Wow, you must be having a nice party." Or something. Right, right. They'll, be, they'll high five you for it, uh, and that, that's so. That's why I wanted to definitely do alcohol, and honestly, it is the drug of my choice, personally, on a personal level, on my life. It is my choice. It is my sin. It is my stigma. Um, my chosen thing. Obviously, it's none of it's. You know, I'm not saying I'm not like. At fault, it is completely my choice on that one. It just tastes the best. I love drinking it. I'm drinking it now. Um, every time we record, usually every time we record, I'm usually drinking something alcoholic. Um, again, I'm not an addict, I don't think, but and I don't let it get to me the way this movie does. But, like, yeah, it is my choice. I definitely take this way more than any pill or any blunt or any whatever. Um, anyway, but that said is that, I, so I chose it for that. And also... I chose flight for a myriad of reasons. Um, I'll get to them in due time. But um, I want to say, essentially, this is my favorite. I don't want to say favorite because that sounds weird. But it is my favorite or the movie about alcoholism, the movie about substance abuse, the movie about addiction, the movie about rock bottom. Yeah. That makes me think the most about it. It is the movie that makes me uh, feel the most about it. it. Is I mean, even though I've seen movies that are way more graphic, I've seen movies that show even more accidentally personal things. Where like, holy shit, that scene reminds me of something way too fucking close to home. Like even those, this movie makes me think about it the most. And, uh, and I guess I'm using this platform as an excuse to talk about it and maybe get more of it out in the open. I've seen now this movie came out in 2012. So when I first saw it in theaters, I kind of disliked it. I kind of disliked the movie for many reasons we're going to get into. Um, one of them being the way the movie ends, for example. And obviously this is all spoiler whatever because this is an old movie. We're not going to have a spoiler section. So just know that now, as you should know by now, that uh, marathons usually get uh, no spoiler difference. Everything's spoiled from the top. Um, anyway, and uh, yeah, this movie just kind of hit me in weird ways. And, and even though I hated it, the, not hated it, but disliked it the first time I saw it, flight. I came back to flight over and over again. I've seen this movie about twenty times now, and it's really like it doesn't stop. You know, doing that to me in a weird way, making me appreciate it more for this or making me rethink about these things in a certain way. It just does that for me on a personal level. Again, hopefully I can convey that well enough in this review. So let's get started. Um, those are my that's where I came in in choosing flight. So it's obviously a big movie for me. Uh, Raf, what do you think of flight? Uh, to be honest with you, I think I've seen this movie. Maybe two and a half times now. Hmm. Maybe a three. I don't think I've ever seen this movie, though. Once fully. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's funny because I think every time... 
when it first came out in 2012. I remember watching it, and I remember you saying you didn't like it. Actually, I do remember that. Hmm. Like you were just like I just wasn't into it, and I was like, "What are you talking about? That scene was amazing in the beginning, like with the airplane and stuff like that." Which oh, is yeah. obviously the first I thirty mean, minutes are fucking badass, but... right? Of course, and everybody's the same. And I was just like, I don't know. I I, I always felt like it was a roller coaster of a ride, um, <laughs> of a movie, and uh, watching it the second time. Uh, full time because I remember I've seen like random pieces of other people watching this movie, and then me sitting down for like thirty or forty minutes, and then I'm like, I gotta go do stuff, you know? <laughs> like, right. Um, it is very capturing. Um, this this time around that I'm remembering, uh, when I saw it, it's very very captivating uh, movie to watch, and it's easy just to kind of fall into it, um, because I think it's very personable. Um, it's a it's a topic that's very um. It's a topic that I think has been kind of not, I don't want to say overplayed, but it's um, heavily used in movies like alcoholism and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's 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 just a it's the truth. I mean, uh, the difference is that you don't see it to the point of this high standard of uh, what's it called of, of abuse, I guess, of the the functioning high functioning. Should I say um, yeah. that Denzel Washington's character is playing is uh, uh, what's his name. Uh, uh, a whip, whip, whip. My apologies. Um, yeah, he's super high functioning in, in that matter, and uh, it's inter- it's just interesting to watch, like overall in that aspect. Um, and he's just such a powerful character. Um, you don't know what he's gonna, you don't know what he's going to say. You don't know what he's going to do. You don't know if he's going to break. You don't know if he's like how he's going to get out of something, um, and things right. like that nature. And it's kind of like, kind of like almost like you're waiting for this you know it's a train wreck you know it's just like there's no stopping it you just don't know where it's gonna crash um the, this this train you know um it's it's just interesting to watch overall uh but yeah it, it is i don't know watching this time around i felt i felt more of that and i felt like the movie i i, I don't know I, I actually thought to myself i was like i don't know why oscar doesn't like this movie <laughs> Like I was like, it's a good movie. You mean back then? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know what your stance now, like, besides what you just said earlier. Yeah. Uh, but like, I, just, I, I do remember saying that to myself. Like, I was like, I don't know why he doesn't like this. Movie. Oh no! This, I mean, this movie has like either four and a half or five stars. I might think. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. Like, I was like, man, this is a good movie. Even like, those thirty minutes. Even even if movie, I still wasn't sure, the fact that I've seen it so many times and I keep coming back to it would immediately yeah. get that requirement. It would immediately say it's a great movie. It keep I keep coming back to it. There's got to be something in it, right? Um, but it, I know by now what it is. I, I do feel like it's an underplayed movie too. Like I, I feel like a lot right. of people talk about this movie. Right. It's really weird. I feel like people like I'll, I've mentioned flight to people, and they're like, "Denzel Washington didn't do that," and I was like, "Yeah, he did." I I'm pretty sure I've had that conversation before because you know, like I'm I'm kind of like the movie guy at work. Yeah. I, even though like I, I really shouldn't be, I feel a lot of times I'm like I, I shouldn't be your movie guy, but and you know it's just like and they're like, "Oh well, you see this," and I'm like. Because I'm bad at like remembering anything, yeah. I can tell you. I can tell you a whole plot of a movie and explain the whole movie, but I can't tell you anybody's name. Right. I can't tell you the director. I can't tell you that. I should. Mm. I'll even forget the name of the movie sometimes. Like right. I'm just so bad. Like that's why I'm like I shouldn't be your movie guy. I'm very bad at like those details. Um, but give me ten seconds or you know a minute. I'll pull it up on IMDb and I'll tell you everything about it. Right. I'll give you my quick synopsis too. Uh, but that's besides the point. And I just feel like I've, I'm pretty sure I've defended this movie. I'm like, dude, this movie's good. Like, <laughs> it's just like, right? Yeah. Uh, 
It's like it's like one of those weird like I just I get it's it is a topic that people don't want to address though. I, I think it's a lot of people. And I, I, think I hate still, to say it because I, yeah. I, I, I think still too. Yeah, I think it's alcoholism is a thing that is very much uh, in uh, in the American peoples. Like people, nobody ever wants to admit that anyone's an alcoholic and that someone needs help. And I feel a lot of people are with. Um, who don't want to admit, who say that everything's kind of fine and don't want to, you know, like address yeah. anything in their lives. Cause mm-hmm. you know, then that means that they actually have to do something about that. I mean, you we know? saw it recently in uncle Frank, right? That was a big component of that. Oh yeah. Movie. That was a big component, right? Right. It was always like the, like he was definitely sober, but like, he was uh, also worried about the hammer dropping and going back to it. Right. Right. Very um, much so. Emotional trauma can do that. And uh, I hear that a lot. I've been hearing it, you know, as the years have gone past, uh, you know, it's almost been 10 years since Flight was released. Yeah. And, and during that time, I've seen either it's always been there, which is very much likely because it's not like the world revolves around me or my knowledge of it. But like, um, if it's, it's, I've been feeling it more people talking about it, being more open about this kind of thing, hearing more stories about it, hearing much more about AA. I know a lot of more AA little details about people who go to those kind of meetings. Um, not that I've ever been to them, but like I know about them and I hear all these stories and I, I think there's definitely more, more of a, a, an awareness for it nowadays. Um, again, my perception of that um, nowadays than in 2012 when I first saw this movie, but it could be that it's like, it, but it could be that this movie, you know, this movie that I came back to over and over again that I initially disliked. Um, it could be that it could be that syndrome where like, if you buy, uh, Chevy Cruze, which is what I happen to have. If you buy a Chevy Cruze, you're going to suddenly see a lot more Chevy Cruises. If it's, is it a, is it a version? Is it a is it, is it that that's happening? Like I saw this movie, it made me think about alcoholism or substance abuse, and suddenly I see it everywhere. Or I, I think I think you're just more attuned. Yeah, I, I right. would agree with very much so. Right. You have something in your mind, you're starting to look for it. It happens right. all the time. So you need a mattress. Cars. You see like fifty thousand mattress stores. Well, yeah. you see, no, not only do you see mattress stores, you see the sales. Right, you see the sales, right? Right, right. Hey, that place is going down, honey. <laughs> right, yeah, no, it's true though. Right, right. So, um, yeah, right. So, I, I, I did care about that, uh, but I did notice it more. Is the point? And uh, this movie really helped me I'm not understand it because, again, I don't, I don't think I am an alcoholic personally. I mean, <laughs> I can't. It's almost like I'm the last person who should admit that or not. Who can say that about themselves? You're probably the last person to say that about yourself when it comes right. to addiction. But I'm just going to say that in general, regardless, despite. The, so you, you all have to believe me on this. I, I believe I am not an alcoholic, but I, it's, the, it's the one I'm closely associated with. If I were to become an addict about something, it would be that. <laughs> um, that's the nearest one, so to speak. Yeah, maybe so. close. Maybe there's another one that's kind of second place. But either way, I think it's first. Um, and uh, I want to talk about. So let's talk about more pedigree information before we get too far in. But let this movie is acted magnificently by Denzel ah, Washington. Dude, this is top-tier Washington. Yeah, it is top-tier Washington. I, 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 this I, is Training I, Day Washington. This is Fences Washington. This is Malcolm yeah, but this Washington. Is like I think this is Denzel showing that he can be a, a man who's doesn't Who's faking it? Who doesn't have it all? Who doesn't? You know, he's he's so vulnerable in this movie. And you really need a leading man like Washington to pull this shit off. He has to do so many things. He has to lie. He has to lie to himself to your face on screen. He has to like convince other people while he knows he's full of shit. He has to convince other people as he thinks he's convincing himself. Like there's no differences. There's subtle differences yeah. in these scenes, and he's pulling it off. 
And you need that man to sell that last thing in the court when he's in front of everybody, when he's being um, interrogated by the NTSB. Like, you have to believe him when he can't lie anymore. Like, that that scene could have gone way wrong, way wrong in a different actor. But he nails it. You need an actor like that. Did you know, um, because I saw the making of this movie, but not only did I see that, but in general, I've known about this. I I remember, like, in 2014 or something, I read articles about the flight. And uh, one of them, I read this thing, was really interesting. This movie is a blockbuster, like... Not a blockbuster movie. I mean, it was released as a blockbuster movie. It was in every theater. But, like, it's actually kind of like an expensive indie movie because Robert Zemeckis, I mean, the writer did it. Um, he wrote the screenplay first initially in 1999 or so and then revised it and so on and so on. And um, and then when it was picked up by Robert Zemeckis and, and Denzel, like, they chose, they opted to make the movie possible, to actually be able to make the movie, get the funds for it, they chose not to get paid for it. Oh, really? Yeah, they they waived their their expense. They no shit. Zemeckis and Washington did not get paid to make this movie. So it's actually a very expensive indie movie, really. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they went it went all for the movie itself. Yeah. Oh. It did it's a labor of love, so to speak. And um in the making of it I saw the other day while for this for this review, I I noticed that one of them mentioned that um He did get nominated for best performance, by the way. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no, he definitely did. Um and so and I think the writer too. Yeah, the writer got nominated as well for best screenplay. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's I, all they those nominations. Yeah. Um and I, I, and the making of it, uh, Zemeckis mentions how alcoholism runs in his family and that how he was like, it's a personal thing for him. And oh. I, I've always known about Washington that he struggled with alcoholism. I've always known about that since before flight, but like in general, I've known about that. And he's definitely have come, he's, be, he's definitely gonna, he's been better, way, way better about it now and so on and so forth, so that's good. But, like, I can see why this movie spoke to both of them and why they waived their their fee, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And why it was a personal thing for them. And it really comes through in the movie, in the direction, and in his fucking acting. And yeah. this is why he made a movie years later like Fences. Do you remember Fences? I do, yeah. I actually like that movie I mean, lot. he plays an alcoholic father right there, he right? Does, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, it explains so much more of that stuff. It does, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just wanted to let you know all about that. So you let you know this movie, Denzel did not get paid for this movie. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. That's mm-hmm. I always like even more respect for him. Yeah. Right, totally. Um had to take a drink of my alcoholic drink, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but this movie is also uh hands down my top ten best openings. The first thirty minutes are just a perfect short film. Very nearly a perfect short film, um, because uh, it shows this this cutting between these two people that are unrelated. The only thing that relates to them is that they have addictions. They're they're in the there is somewhere, and then you realize by by the time the movie ends. I mean, well before that, but let's just say by the time the movie ends, you realize that the opening of this movie is her rock bottom, and it should be his rock bottom and that's the that's the 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 clinching difference between these two characters because the rest of the movie is him not having achieved his rock bottom yet if if you want to go that's if you just want to generalize i'm just generalizing it 
Rock bottom can mean a lot of things. It could be a lot of them. It could be meaning a lot of different things for different people in different situations. In the course of the movie, I'm saying is that what it should have been his wake up call, which right. is another way of saying his rock bottom, the lowest you could go before you have to rise yourself up and get up up from right. straps instead of dying in the street somewhere. Um, and he doesn't. No, he tries and he doesn't. He tries like 50 times. Now, I'm not exaggerating. He does it like three or four times. And even at the point when you're like, he's got it. He has to have it. And that scene that really, the, the really the broke my heart scene is when he, it's almost like either God is testing him. Oh, 100%. Oh, God. I mean, that's 100%. If you want to go with God or, or whatever, the yeah. forces of something is testing, is testing him or the forces of whatever are making him fail. Yeah. However you see it, that is some fucked up like confluence of events. But also plausible. Just barely plausible. Because life is funny that way. It's one of those life is funny that way scenes. Yeah. Where the door next to this hotel is open. Happens to be open because the, someone left the window open and it was making the door bang and he woke and he got attention to it. He goes in there. He notices the fridge because the compressor turns on at the right time. He notices the fridge. So... Do you, you know, in my recollection of this movie, yeah. um, I I actually so because I remember like a lot of important scenes in the movie because the the soundtrack they bring uh what's it called um, mm. is that the Rolling Stones is it right? man they bring a lot of fucking a lot of American gems is, is, is that Rolling Stones right? yes they do put the Rolling Stones in yeah <laughs> and that, that's the part where they're like <laughs> you know they're, they're trying to I, I remember the ending very much so where he's like call this guy man he's got coke like that's what I need right yeah uh, if you want to get me going right right and I'm like Jesus I, I do remember that yeah. yeah John Goodwin John Goodwin's great by the way um I uh so. I do feel like I remember. That. I always thought that it was John Goodman's character that did that to him. Oh, really? You thought it was actually so like, like yeah? I thought like because you know I had only seen the movie. Like I said, I, I remember watching. Like I would, I've only seen it in pieces from my memory, right? So like I've never actually seen the movie together till the, this this last time I saw it, where I always thought that it was him who like kind of like planted it. But like, there's no way he doesn't. He's he's a smart guy, sure, but he's not that. There's no. It, it's not he about that. It's, it's not, not, about, not that. about that. It's not no, even it's about not. self-control. It's just about your relationship with your addiction. Yeah, yeah. And it's different. And he hadn't hit rock bottom yet. He hit rock bottom at arguably the worst time in front of national TV. Right. right. Like, that's I the mean, problem. Yeah, he, he just... And you know what? That says also... It's kind of weird because, like, I almost respect him for, like, not lying in that aspect. Yeah. Um, well, because, this is, this is yeah. why I hated the movie originally. Oh, why? Because he said it then and there? Yes, because I was too... I just didn't understand. Yeah, I hear you. You know what no, I'm saying? I, I, get, I get why you would say that when you saw it first time. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Oh, um, other scenes too. Like, like, um, like you know, the, the scene that pissed me off the most wasn't that scene, actually. Um, it was the scene when he's talking to his co-pilot when he wakes up from his coma. You know the scene I'm talking about. He's at the hospital. The oh, wife is there. Dude, that's a... Yeah. And that's she... A hard, that's almost, a hard scene to watch. It's a hard scene to watch. And almost in a cult-like way, brings up, like, praise God. It says praise God, like, two different times in a very mm -hmm. weird way. It jars him, too, yeah. whip in the movie, in that it scene. Does, yeah. And it jars me, too. I'm like, what the... It is, it, and it, it is, felt like they were yeah. saying, like, you didn't yeah. do anything, bro. God did it for you. And it felt that way. And I had this visceral, like, hateful reaction or spiteful reaction to the movie. Well, I think it, I think it, 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 it was more like, uh, in their eyes, it's not that you didn't do anything. You were the vessel 
that God chose to Whatever. save. Whatever. Right? No, 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 no. I, I, it does <laughs> yeah. mean the same thing, right? But yeah, at the same time, they are saying, like, yeah. you know, with, you know, you were there for a reason, you know? Um, and whatever the case was, uh, it's just, it is whatever. The, yeah, I, I do agree, but it, it, it did feel yeah. very cold and it was hard to watch because it also kind of like, um, <laughs> I don't know. They look kind of like manic almost. She looks bad. Like she's about to like tell them off. That's like, yeah, but, but she doesn't, you know, and, and the opposite, ha- not the opposite. Ha- she or, has well, some yeah, like nurse ratchet way. vibes a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And, um, but they're so, you know, uh, Mormon-esque about their religion. They're so devout that the guy can't even understand what alcohol he smelled on him. Like, you know, little details like that is when you yeah. realize, like, this guy never took a drink in his life. He has no idea what he's talking I mean, he knows what he's talking about, but he doesn't know what it was, yeah. was right? And um, and I just thought, I thought that the movie, lot, when I first saw it, I thought that movie lost a lot of its power that way. I thought it was leading to yeah. this religious angle. Like, what is going on? Oh, but you know what? The on? movie also, like, but the movie, I see that. But it does There's, like, and then there's, like, a polarizing effect there, right? Yeah. There, there's, a, there's that part where it's you, you feel like it's a very weak part of the movie. Um, well, I would say also it, it is kind of, it is kind of, not off-putting, what's the word? It does feel like, uh, it does feel, like, different. You know, like, it doesn't feel like how the rest of the movie is, I would say. But then there's that one scene when he's asking the flight attendant, to mm-hmm. lie for him. Yes. And the other religious person. Right. The other religious. But at the same time, even though like everyone's kind of religious around him. Yeah. Um, the That cancer guy too. It, oh my God. It doesn't. Yeah, the cancer guy. It doesn't. It doesn't. The way he like, he's asking like almost like as in like, I don't know that that scene is the op does the opposite effect for me. It's that much more powerful because he's like in desperation, you know, and like, I don't know, man. It just yeah, he's like... convincing her and really trying to convince himself that he wasn't shaped to fly. Right, and this mm-hmm. one he is trying to convince himself. He, really he wasn't, but it's like, it's like, you know what? It's like, <clears throat> how do I put this? It's if is if I justify sleep deprivation as a way to say like I was fit to drive myself to work. Sure, yeah. I wasn't, but yeah. the fact that I've done it so many times, I can do it virtually automatically. Doesn't, yeah. and I managed to not crash. Right. Doesn't mean that I'm a good driver. Yeah. It just means that I am in habits. You know, it's yeah. I am used to it. Right. And I do that often, actually. And this is all true, by the way. I'm just saying a truthful thing here. Um, I'm often like uh, half awake, and I, it takes me a while to wake up. It just does. And I'm obviously I am awake. I'm not like sleeping, but like you know what I mean. I'm half awake. Dude, and, um, I, I know exactly what you mean. That's my yeah. That's you my fucking whole life. wake up earlier than most people. Yeah, that's my whole life. Yeah. So, like, yes, and you know that feeling, right? But you, you wouldn't say, like, oh, I'm in shape to drive. You're not in shape to drive. No, I'm not in shape to drive. But you do it so often <laughs> that you're okay to drive. You're yeah. okay. To, yeah, you can make so. it to work. But, right, like, exactly. if you had to do it for another 10 minutes longer than you should, you would fall asleep in the fucking highway, probably. Yeah, probably you know, yeah. Yeah. that's the issue. Like, um, and so I, I don't want to mention that part. But yeah. Um, my favorite, I mean, not my favorite, but like I had a lot of trouble dealing with this religion angle in the movie because the first character being the, well, the technically it was the co-pilot, the first character, but like the first character you see spouting this kind of stuff was the cancer guy, who was my favorite. Uh, let's talk about like a great drop in character that leaves and never comes back. Um, I love his point of view on his own cancer. I love the point of view of like, what he was saying. I understand what he's saying. Like, he's like, you have to be a stupid motherfucker if you don't believe in God for giving me this shit. Like, I like the way he thinks about it. I like yeah. the way he talks about it. I like his style. Um, 
And, but it, it really introduces the rest of it, where like you have the, the flight attendant, like you said, the co-pilot. Um, and it makes me feel, like I said, the first time it made me feel bad, made me feel bitter, made me feel like there's no control over this, what's going on. And really what it is, is the movie trying to get into your head or trying to make you understand, especially if you're not an alcoholic who is in the AA program, let's say, um, trying to understand how powerless they are to their own addicts, addictions. And the powerlessness makes you feel like there is a greater power. And that's what they tap into in AA. From my understanding, I've never been to a medic meeting. I am not a sponsor or anything like that. Yeah. But my tapping into it is that there is a greater power that has control of life. They're not, they never say God, nothing like that. But like that you are, you're not, you're not the sum of your addictions, but that you are, but you are no better than your addictions. It's like right. a weird combination of that, right? Yeah. And that this movie is trying well, to yeah. get you to understand that. And I've never seen that really in a movie before. No. You know, and that's what really makes me want to choose this movie because it's trying to tell you these different angles of things based on this one guy's journey from from saving all these people's lives to, you know, finally admitting to himself that he is an alcoholic. It takes him that long. He couldn't say at the meeting. He couldn't say, you know, when everyone says communally, I, you know, I'm an alcoholic, whatever they say. Remember in that open that meeting with the girl? Yeah, yeah. Um, he couldn't even say that. And he could barely stay there another minute before he had to leave. That's how bad he was. He couldn't even say it. Not even pretend to say it. He can't say it. Um, it takes him that long to finally admit it. He first said alcoholic, then at the, at the press conference or whatever it was, the court thing. Um, and, uh, so what did you think of the whole, the whole thing, the scenario, like the, 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 the eyes are all on him, the, him, the doing the Sully. What do you think of all that? The eyes, uh, what do you mean when he's uh, doing the deposition? Doing, no, no, I mean the whole thing with the incident, like saving all these people. Like, what did you think about that in context of the movie? Like him pulling a Sully, that's what I said. But Oh, him pulling a Sully. I thought you yeah. meant like him. I, I thought that's what you meant, but at the same yeah. time, I, I thought you were asking the position. No, I just said it weird. Okay, that's fine. Um, I mean, I, it that's literally like just that's uh that's that's just skill. Like, I mean, it makes it made sense even like as I'm watching it because I think Ashley was watching it that part with me too. Where as I'm watching it, like it makes sense. The, all the plane wants to do is nosedive, right? Right. Like, so if he inverts it, then it's not nosediving anymore, right? Now you're going back up, back up, right. so it's going to level off, right? Yeah. Like it, that's that's the theory he has, right? Yeah. And that's the that's like. Him not being clear-headed, he's not. Um, he was asleep when the fucking... <laughs> right, right, right. When the right. happened, when everything, when all the stuff starts happening. No, I agree. Right. Uh, but it's, what I'm saying is that he's, uh, what, I guess it's it's just that innate skill that he had. He's, he was, he was meant to fly. Like, him as, a, as in his life, and if you consider, like, the soul... And like if this movie was soul and you followed his soul or whatever the case was, yeah, you know, he was going to be a pilot, and that's what he was meant to do. He was meant to be a pilot. He was meant to be playing, and I guess almost like he was meant to be at that flight and save all those people, right? Um, because it was going to happen. They say it just like very much in that sully aspect where no one else can land the plane, right? Yeah, uh, which I think is based off of the sully thing anyway, right? Where it's like something unbelievable. They use that like. Part. I don't know when did the actual sully event happen because well, I know that the turnaround was pretty fast on the movie. Yeah, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Um, but yeah, 
but anyways, uh, so yeah, the um, so that I just feel like he's meant to do that. So he has the skill and the, the the knowledge of what he should do to this plane to get it to work. You know, to get it to do what he needs to do uh, to make as minimal casualties as possible. So like, I don't know. For me, it felt like it was just all innate skill, and it's his brain that was on. I mean, it was on autopilot. He was on autopilot. In to the extent of like of knowing that what to do, how to fix the scenario. It's like a problem solving ER nurse, like hardened. So weird, nurse, yeah. Like he's, just fucking going like, yeah, gunshot like, wound, just, put it over there, man, motherfucker. Right. Put this he just, here, he just has so much. He just has so much knowledge that he knows, you know. Yeah. So I think it is part of it because it happened in two thousand nine. Oh, okay, good. Okay, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, well, I mean, like I said, this this the original screenplay for this was 1999. Not to say I don't know how much of it was like thought of it this way, yeah. or if it was added. I know that the end was added. The whole present scene was added after the writing. Oh, okay. uh, was added for like Robert Zemeckis wrote that in. Now, I will tell you something. That last present scene, when, yeah. <laughs> dude. I mean, could you pull? Uh, could you grab the heartstring and just like? fucking hit it a little harder yeah um, I just, like it was good and this son you know this, uh, yeah well what was it that was that was the right uh interview right was it inter- have interviewed somebody uh the most yeah, interesting man uh, you've ever right. met right that's exactly uh, what it is yeah. how perfect could that have been and his reaction like, was per- oh my god his reaction like it's so good yeah it really is um you know the you know the fir- another problem i had when i first saw the movie and not anymore obviously is that i felt like the movie because I didn't understand. And this is part of my naivete, maybe my childishness. I don't feel that way anymore, of course. Um, that the movie was trying to take away from the fact that he saved most of the people's lives. He saved way more than he should have. He should have died with everyone else on that plane. He didn't. That should be a miracle. Why are we going after him? There is that nature of the movie. The movie doesn't shy away from that. Doesn't shy away from telling you, like, yeah, we know that, but we're still going to investigate him, bitch. Right. You know, because yeah. the the point of the movie, among other things, mm-hmm. in this regard, is that something that I really appreciate the movie for is that there is still something called responsibility. Yeah. There is still something called integrity. Yeah. And that uh, is what he is struggling with, integrity. And what the NTSB is struggling with is responsibility. Responsibility, yeah. Integrity is, is, uh, is a hard thing. And that's it's funny. a hard thing. It's, yeah, it's a, it is a very hard thing. I commend uh, the movie for bringing it up that way. It's no, but good. you know, and it's funny because, like, there is no one thing. And I, this is, I, had, I was telling this to Ashley when we were watching the movie. There's no one person. There's, one, one, there's no one person. There's no one thing to blame here, right? I, in my opinion. You can go and, and they find the one mechanical piece that they show, right? The elevator, right? Proving, right. you know, proving that right, there probably. was mechanical fault, yeah. that it got stuck and it was bound to happen. No one ever replaced it. X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. This is why that rudder got stuck. This is why it spiraled to a downfall. The wind that the the, the nose down, right? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, but it still was. Be, if had he been sober, I think he still would have been able to land this plane, and he might have. Yeah. Even then, right. saw, seen it, maybe even react better, and maybe nobody would have died at all. Who knows? Right. But that's the responsibility, and he has to live with that. Right. We don't know that, and we don't know that. Right. Else, but there is still some responsibility. There is responsibility for everyone, and right. no one should be allowed to escape it. So not yeah. not the engineers who 
mistook it. Not right, the, who I, skipped whoever. all the protesting. Right, right. I, exactly. Not any of those people, right? Nobody should Nobody should be swaying away from it, but it also, sh- he shouldn't be getting away from it either. As yeah. much of a hero as he is, I, I do agree he is a hero for saving them, you know, but at the same time, there is a level of responsibility. And that's and the most adult thing I've ever seen in a movie, give or take. It is very adult. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't tell that to a teenager. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to understand, or they are not going to understand. Uh, maybe some of them, but not. I doubt it. And, um, and I would say it does it even further than that. I, I think it, you know, Don Cheadle early in the movie talks about where there were four deaths. Actually, technically two deaths because the two. They the, don't count uh, the other two. Oh, Jesus. That was, uh, that was some work, corporate. That, that, that's workers comp. Yeah. That was compared some... to them being sued. And right. having to pay out. But yes, right. Exactly. That's some bullshit. But you know what I mean. Dude, I mean. <laughs> yeah. The way, she, the way he said it so like. So like, oh no no no, those don't even count. Like, oh, oh my and, god! And Don Cheadle and and Bruce Greenwood, who I rarely—I mean, I don't often see as necessarily as a bad, bad guy. No, he's not a bad guy, but you know what I mean. He's not a good guy either. Um, I, they're like his enablers I in mean, the yeah. movie. If yeah. you want to work, if you want to work in you know like types of people in Whip's life, that's like either they're for him or they're against him. And to enable him to continue this activity. Now they're not telling him to activity. They don't. They're not alcoholics, but they are enabling him by trying to hide the truth. And I think that's that's what they are. They're enablers, um, yeah. in a certain sense. Where like the only real person, you know, is this is this, is the girlfriend who isn't really a girlfriend. She's just trying to pick up her life again. You know, like why do you why do you think she she goes with him? Besides desperation. Uh, who, I'm sorry? The girl? From yeah. The hospital? I forgot her name. Yeah. Kelly Riley is her real name, but I don't remember. Uh, Nicole. Her. She's in Nicole. Nicole. Thank, thank you. That's okay. I have everything here. Um, and uh, why does she go with him? Because I think that – I it, because I think she's ready to believe – she's hit her rock bottom. She was – she OD'd, thank right? You. That's exactly what I was going to say. No, of course. That's what yeah. it is. I mean, that she OD'd, and I think – what's his name? Uh, I just had his name. Uh, the, the, the cancer guy. guy. The cancer guy. It, yeah. The actor's James Badge Dale, by the way. Yeah, James. Um, yeah, yeah. He usually plays uh, military guys in movies. He does play military very much so. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so he uh, he he brings it up to them. Like, I mean, like you guys are. I mean, like, what are what are the odds of both beautiful being, people and this fucking staircase? People, right. Exactly. Right. It's uh, yeah. I, I mean, you couldn't make it more. Explicit. It's a yeah. I mean, it's a, it was just it was a perfect time for them to meet. You would think, though, it was both the rock bottoms and they should lift themselves up, but it, uh, Denzel's Washington was not ready for that. Yeah, it's that classic thing about, like, you know, you got to want to help yourself. You got to want to change in order for to accept help from others. Right. And she knew that, which is why she left. She didn't leave because she was too tough for her. She left because he didn't admit it yet. He didn't. No, she left because uh, you know. it wasn't. Yeah, I, I agree. It wasn't the, the fact that it was too tough for her. I think it was the fact that it was. Uh, he was going to lead himself down to a thing, and he just she just didn't want to be there for him to to kill himself or to. Well, that, see, well I would say that too. But you got to want help to get it. Also, no, like, I, I agree. A bit of both. I, I, don't, I agree. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the letter said, but I'm assuming it says something similar to that aspect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, man, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a hard, uh, some hard shit on this for sure. Um, you know, but I, I, it's so hard also to show like integrity, you know, the, 
old movies kind of show this a lot more. You ever notice that? Like classic cinema has this more in spades even. And even say, I would even say foreign movies, some international movies today still have that because of their culture might be different than ours. Um, but like, you see that a lot more. You think of, think of the old Westerns. That's what they were. You know, you like, like the integrity of the situation. Like, it's not about what you can prove. Did you, it's about that you did it. You must be held responsible. Here I come. Yeah. Right yeah, now, it's more simplified than that. But like, you know what I mean? There is a sense of honor and value and duty that a lot of modern Westerns or modern action movies, modern blockbusters do not deal with. And that's why I think this movie is really special because it's tapping into that something that was valued a lot more only 20 years before, 30 years before, 40 years before, you know, and um, especially with the arts when it comes to cinema, a lot more. And even in the spaghetti Westerns, it was valued a lot more. And you don't see that anymore lately. I think the last time a Western did that in a well in a good way was Tombstone. And that was in the nineties. You yeah. know? Like when you think about it, like nowadays everyone wants to show the anti version of everything, the anti hero of it all, and no one gives a shit kind of feel of it. And I get it, some of them are really good movies. I still praise them, but like they're not dealing it with integrity, like the way this movie's dealing with it. And I think it's uh, should be praised. Um and that's the probably the last thing I'll say on it. Um for flight, unless you have uh, anything else to add. No, no, I'm actually crazy. Uh, not crazy. I'm not really, uh, uh, quite, uh, quite uh, not surprised, but uh, the fact that this movie impacted you in that way uh, makes me feel uh, makes me feel good that you're able to see it. In that aspect, not just the movie aspect for it being a movie and what good it does, you know. Of course, of course, you know it's uh it's hard it's hard to show that kind of thing in others with others. Like, um, not surprised you say that you're surprised by it because it is hard to show how um how I'm trying, you know, or how I'm trying to grow, or how I'm succeeding and growing, how I'm failing at it, and it's um it's every year, every day I try something or every month or something. It's not like. Every um, it's not like I have a schedule. It doesn't work that way. Life it just happens, and you just got to understand it. And um, you just try. And I've always been trying. And I'm, I, I can see a difference from 2012 Oscar to this Oscar. You know what I'm saying? I can even see a difference from last year's Oscar. And um, and hopefully it's better and more nuanced. And that's really I'm striving to be. So thank you, Ralph. Yeah. For noticing that. Mm-hmm. Um, every like this is this is one of my uh, yearly movies. You know, flight, and it helps to remind me of this. Helps me to remind me of my old version of myself because I, I remember those thoughts so vividly back in 2012 in that theater. But also, it uh, it always makes me realize some new facet, some other angle um, to to extrapolate. You know, out of flight, and yeah. um, I will always appreciate the movie for it. So, cool. yeah, totally. I'm glad I had this opportunity to talk about it. Um, and that is it for our show, actually. So you have been listening this whole time to another movie podcast. Don't forget that we are on streaming stuff. Not streaming stuff. What am I saying? <laughs> on social media. That's right. On Twitter and on Letterboxd. If you want to follow me on those two things, you can do so at Armin Filmmaker, which is Filmmaker with A-R-M-E-N. Raf, how about you? You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Don Rafael, underscore between the Rafael. 
and uh, the only possible part anyway. And then you can follow me on Twitch at uh, Sutrama. That's, uh, yeah, Sutatsu. Sutrama. Sutatsu. Right, not the dinosaur Sue, but the clan. Wow. Um, what's true? I mean, listen, a lot of people wouldn't get that unless if you're from Chicago. Well, most of our listeners must be from Chicago. Come on. Probably. I would think so. I assume so, I guess. Um, I also never mentioned this, but I'm going to mention it now as a promotional thing, I guess. I, you can also follow me. I have a different podcast that I'm a co-host of <gasps> called oh, The SOS. <laughs> I know. Fucking <laughs> Christ. Um, it's called The SOS Supernatural Occurrence Studies Podcast. You can just search for that on anything. We're, we're more on... We're on everything there. We're not on everything here. Like we're not. I don't think we're on some of this stuff. But there, we're like on our hard radio. We're on Spotify. We're on everything. Oh, wow. So I don't know how Jay does that, but he gets it everywhere. Um, it took us all years of applying, so that also could be it. Um, so yeah, he got us on there. So we're all on there. Check it out. It's a it's a supernatural conspiracy hauntings serial killer podcast. So if you're into that kind of stuff, check it out there. Um, now. We are a bi-weekly show, typically. So next time, in two weeks, we'll come back with movies that... So, if I'm not mistaken, Ralph, Luke is next in the marathon. Yeah, but does that matter? It does matter. Because um, what we're going to do is going to be TBD. To be determined. We don't have movies right now ready for you. Because what we're going to do is that I have actually pre-recorded a review of Luke's, Luke's next marathon pick. Which is going to be... Children of Men. This is one of his marathons, meaning like where he has two movies that he originally disliked from the from earlier in the in the century to three movies that he really liked to see if he still liked them. It's like one of those kind of movies. Right. Check out the, the other podcast.com for more details. But the next movie was going to be Children of Men, a movie that he initially disliked and uh, wanted to rewatch it to see how he felt about it today. I already did that review with him. And that's nice. going to come out in two weeks. So I figure for the next two movies, Ralph, you pick one and I pick one. Okay. Well, you yeah? go first. Well, I don't know yet. Do you have one in mind already for yours? I do. So oh, I don't fuck. Know. What's yours then? Uh, I don't know. I, I, that's why I wanted you to pick one because I have two in mind already. So oh, fuck. <laughs> well, maybe they're awesome for me. Maybe I want to. Maybe I would pick one of them. So what? What name your one for sure? Uh, well, the one for sure because I can get not like I can just see it anywhere. Yeah. Is uh, those who wish me dead? I heard of that. That's with. That's about what. That's with. That's what? Uh, Angelina Jolie. It's gonna be uh, in the HBO Max. It's the next movie that HBO that's Max. That's right. That's the next. It's directed movie. by Taylor Sheridan. Ooh, that's the guy who did that uh, uh, awesome. Um, he did Wind River. He directed Wind River. Wind he's River. The, he's the writer for Wind River as well. Hell or the, High Water. Hell or High Water. That's the one. That's and my both favorite. Sicarios. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, that's a good pick. What's your secondary pick? Maybe I'll like it. I'll uh, it was, I was going to watch Wrath of Man, so I just don't know if I can. This the Wrath of who? Wrath of that's the that's the Jason Statham movie that you. Oh, know the name got of. it. I will definitely not pick that one. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> it will be TBD on the third movie. I will choose it. I see. I didn't think you would have one in mind, but it's good that you did. So yeah. now I wish I did have one in mind. Yeah, that's what you um, I just didn't want to pick a, another movie that I didn't know. I want to do real research and figure one out. So okay. I will figure that out, guys. Check out the website. It will be updated there in the calendar page. Again, that's otherpodcast.com. But in the meantime, the other two movies are going to be Children of Men as part of Luke's Marathon. And then what was the name of the uh, movie, Ruff? Uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Those Who Wish Me Dead, which will be available on HBO Max by the time the next episode comes out. So until then, guys, I am Oscar. And Ralph. 
See you later.